The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And it's time to listen to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show and hear the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition, the Mother's Day edition of the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. A jury in New York finding Donald Trump, the Republican presidential frontrunner by far, liable for sexually abusing and defaming writer E. Jean Carroll. The jury also awarding the former, former magazine columnist nearly $5 million in damages to be paid by Mr. Trump. Carroll walked out of the Manhattan courthouse just moments ago with her lawyer, who said that they are, quote, very happy with the jury's decision. Carroll's lawsuit stemmed from an encounter between her and Trump in a New York department store dressing room in 1996, Bergdorf Goodman's, where she claims Donald Trump sexually assaulted her. We are tracking breaking news out of the U.S. A controversial Republican has been arrested. New York Congressman George Santos is facing several federal criminal charges. He's charged with fraud, money laundering, stealing public funds, and making false statements. He is in custody and will be arraigned later today at about 1 p.m. Eastern in a federal court on Long Island just outside of New York. The case here in New York City tonight, the former Marine charged with manslaughter after that chokehold on a New York City subway. Surrendering to police today, 24-year-old Daniel Petty led away in handcuffs, now charged with manslaughter after that disturbing video. Petty using a chokehold on Jordan Neely. Sunday marks one year since the deadly incident. It's the worst mass shooting in the city's history. A white gunman traveled to the neighborhood and killed 10 black people. The group says social media played a role in radicalizing the shooter. Online radio at its best. Dear Heavenly Father, on this special day, we come before you with grateful hearts, thanking you for the gift of motherhood. We thank you for the women in our lives who have nurtured, loved, and guided us. We thank you for their strength, wisdom, and unconditional love. Lord, we ask that you bless all mothers around the world today. May they feel your loving presence and be filled with joy and peace. Grant them the strength to carry out their important role with grace and compassion. Help them to be patient, kind, and gentle 
as they raise their children to become loving, responsible adults. Father, we pray for those mothers who are facing challenges and hardships. Be their comforter and guide them through difficult times. May they find hope, courage and strength in you. We also pray for those who have lost their mothers. May they find comfort and peace in the memories of the love shared. We thank you, Father, for the blessing of motherhood and for the precious gift of life. We honor and celebrate all mothers today and ask that you continue to guide, bless and protect them each and every day. So we have come to know and to believe the love God has for us. God is love, and anyone who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in them. 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 To you, Father, I give all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Happy day, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm Jay Wow. Thank you guys for being a part of what we do every Sunday. Well, maybe I should say most Sundays. <laughs> but as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to our queen, uh, the lady who we're going to wish Happy Mother's Day to this morning, the one and only Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. Happy Mother's Day to you. You know, you were the first Mother's Day greeting that I got today. And Aww. I'm smiling. And thank you so much. That was so awesome to hear my phone beeping and to see it was from you guys. So I miss everybody, and thank you so much, and happy Mother's Day to your mother. Thank you so much for saying that. And for the record, after I sent my mother and my sister their happy Mother's Day greeting, you were next. So there you go. Figure out the chopping order. There you are, sweetie. Number three behind mother and sister. There you go. Bless your own girl. It's Sunday. Bless your own girl. (laughs) The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L. Tadikas. How are you, sir? Good morning. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And happy Mother's Day to all the ladies and Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary and the Music. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Real Jaya. Good morning, Momo B. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Look at it. He got it down now. Sometimes when you've been a, been away for a week or two, it's hard to kind of, you know, you stumble a little bit, but that's okay. We're professionals. Thank you so much, Mr. Elias, for being in the house. The number is 347 As always, we kind of wrap and clap 
uh, during this portion of the show, catch up. And so, Vanessa, it's traditional when you've been gone to talk to you about where you've been. And so we're all here, mm-hmm. Vanessa. Talk to us about your experience mm-hmm. since the last time we heard you live on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Okay. So I have been to the other side of the world. We've been to Europe. We've been to Canada. We've been to Iceland. Um, we've been to wow. London. We've been to Paris. We've been to Ireland, Dublin, and Belfast. And two ports got canceled because we, the water was so choppy and the icebergs were bigger than the ship. Uh, so, the, yeah, the icebergs were bigger than the ship. And so the captain had to go another way around to keep us safe. So we ended up having to be on the water for four days straight, uh, unfortunately. But since I had a drink package, it just did not matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it didn't matter. So we just kind of, oh, you know, and boy. I had a credit list and I had a credit card on there for the slot machine. So it was all good. But oh. y'all, I have to tell you that I did not know when I booked this cruise that I was following the steps of the Titanic. I did not know it until my behind got on the ship. <clears throat> that we were following the same course as the Titanic. Oh, uh, my God. So, yeah, 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 I didn't know it. And so we did manage to go see where they built the Titanic, which was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. My friend went and saw the people whose bodies uh, were not claimed. They went to the grave site huh? and saw babies that were not claimed, people that were not claimed. They oh, wow. saw the great sites of the unknown Titanic people. Uh, Wow. Let me say say this. I shared a picture with y'all as soon as I got in the Blue Lagoon. The water was, I don't know, it was 30-something, 40 degrees outside, and you could see the snow mountains all around us, but we were in the heated water. But if y'all think the United States got some political issues, oh, baby. I did not know that, that Belfast, Ireland, and Dublin, Ireland, fight each other because the queen takes care of one set of them and doesn't take care of the other set. They have terrorist billboards all around saying, uh, the British is not our friend, kill the British. Oh my God. It is unbelievable that they can post this stuff and get away with it. And get away with it. So. Yeah, that was interesting, interesting to see. And I didn't know that um, that the symbol for Ireland wasn't a, ho- a, a horseshoe, but it's not. And I thought the color for Ireland was green, but it's not. So it was very, very... <laughs> educational for you, huh? It was educational. But I was glad to get out of there before the coronation, because, y'all, I was there the day before the coronation. So oh. people were coming in, and the... The oh, orchestra wow. was playing in the airport, and I was trying to get the hell out of Dodge because it was just too much going on. They don't even let you take – look, look, Les, when you go through the airport, y'all, they don't even uh-huh. let you take not even a three-ounce. You know how to say put the two-ounce in the They don't let you do room. what? You can't have no liquid, period. Oh, wow. Nothing. And not even toothpaste in your bag. Uh-huh. Well, they're you British, you know, so they don't care about stuff like that. Huh? <laughs> so they're British, they don't care about stuff. They don't care about stuff like that. No. Hygiene, ah, whatever. 
no, no. They scared somebody gonna blow them up. Oh, you don't care, yeah. Jay. They don't want none of that stuff because they're scared of bombs and stuff that can be made that blow up. They don't want nothing. Bobby said you gotta take it out, completely out of your bag, and have it in a separate bag. Oh, wow. You go through security. You cannot have it. And then British Airways upgraded me and Bobby the last hour or two of the flight, which was nine hours, because I didn't want to separate from my friends and put us in a suite on the airplane that had a bed. Oh. Look at God. Well. I know God so is the awesome. Won't he? I, won't he do it? Won't he, he will do it? Because I've never experienced yes, that. But I miss y'all. I'm so glad to hear y'all voice. I love y'all. If I, if I never said enough, I love y'all. Oh man, we we love you. one more time. Say it one more time so that way it can really resonate. One more time, Vanessa, if you don't mind, please. Just one more time. One more again. One more again, Vanessa. Hi. Love y'all. My boys, my boys, my boys. I miss y'all. Oh, my God. We love you just as much. So, now, usually it's just the Vanessa Mae Belly Show during this portion when she's been out. But Mr. Elias has been traveling as well, Mr. Elias. So, in the last uh, four minutes we have left, sir, talk to us about your endeavors while you were, you know, frolicking Um, all over the continental United States. Well, you know, I, I went to Florida the week, the, the, the first week to see uh, one of my frat brothers. He, he got married, man. He got married over oh, the Okay. We hung out down there, had a great time with the Sarasota. It was a beautiful time. And last week, I was ready for the show because, you know, I figured, hey, I, I'd take my little stuff with me and get ready for the show. And lo and behold, I was in Las Vegas, by the way. And because uh, I was at home, I came home three days. And then three days later, I went to uh, Las Vegas. And, wow, you know, I was like, yeah, let me get ready for the show. And I got up early because it was 7 o'clock in Las Vegas. Uh, here we go. Here we go. And, uh, okay. and I was like, hey. And no show. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah here no we go. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll get to a roll. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know. Here you know. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I will yes, get you and Les a room because I got some extra points, and y'all get y'all huh? rental car and y'all take care of y'all flight. If you want to do it, holler at me. Yeah, I'm okay because hey, um, I learned how to play craps now, and I, I'm I'm all yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You always knew how to play craps. You just didn't know how to play no. it the legal way. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's rules to the game, baby. There's rules to the game. Well, that's game. what I said. That's what I said. There's so you playing on the street corners, playing on the street corners don't okay. count, Miss Delius. You you learned yes, the, no the, the real way. No different. No different. No different. No different. No different than the street corner and and and, and in Vegas. No different. Nah. Okay. Just well, you just okay. said, well, now you just contradicted yourself because you said no. you just learned no. how to play craps. You've been playing craps your whole damn life. No, no. I'm talking about how to bet different ways than craps. That's oh, okay. The rules, the rules are the same. It's just different ways to bet and win money at it. Oh, okay. okay. So listen, yeah. I will offer yeah. up. I will offer up one of my timeshare spots in Vegas uh, in July when I'm there, so that they won't be tripping. And uh, if y'all want to, Johnny D, Jerome, whoever. Uh-oh. Here. Jay, hey, you yeah. take your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, let me go. 
Don't threat. Yeah, I was gonna listen to Elias throw my words. Don't threaten me with a good time. Oh damn. Well, um, this is how it's done, folks. You just hear it. This is us being who we are. We appreciate you for eavesdropping on our conversations this morning. But, you know, we have order things we have to do. So 347-850-1272, it is the serious side. It's time for an NPR News update. We miss you guys as much. Uh, I promise you, when the show is not live on Sunday, it's like, oh, my God, it feels, I feel guilty. You know, but unfortunately, I was under the weather. So, anyway. We'll step out, take a break, 347-850-1272. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hope you guys are enjoying your day today. We'll get an NPR news update, and then we'll get to the heavy lift of the show. Man, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. A powerful cyclone is thrashing the coastlines of Bangladesh and Myanmar, bringing heavy rain, flooding, and winds up to 130 miles per hour. Ashley Westerman reports that officials are particularly worried because one of the world's largest refugee camps is in the storm's path. Cyclone Mocha struck the west coast of Myanmar on Sunday afternoon, uprooting trees, blowing away roofs, and disrupting electricity across Myanmar's Rakhine State. Twitter posts by local media show the intensity of the storm. Meanwhile, in Bangladesh, strong winds and heavy rains from Cyclone Mocha have hit Cox's Bazar, where nearly a million Rohingya refugees live in sprawling hillside refugee camps. And even though hundreds of thousands of people were urged to evacuate and seek shelter ahead of the storm, aid workers and officials are worried that heavy rains could trigger mudslides posing a huge danger for those living in makeshift shelters up and down the coast. For NPR News, I'm Ashley Westerman in Manila. On to Turkey, where voters are going to the polls. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is putting his two decades of rule on the line as he seeks another five years in office. Here's NPR's Peter Kenyon reporting from Istanbul. Erdogan supporters say they're looking for security and stability under a leader they know. Backers of opposition leader Kemal Kilic Darolu, on the other hand, say two decades in power, first as prime minister and then as a president with sweeping executive powers, is more than enough for any democracy. Some 64 million votes are expected to be cast in what some are calling the most critical elections in the 100-year history of the modern Turkish Republic. Support for Erdogan has slipped as the economy slumped in recent years, but analysts say he's a savvy campaigner who can't be counted out. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Following five days of fighting between Israel and Palestinian militants, life appears to be returning to normal in Gaza. A ceasefire brokered by Egypt appears to be holding. Israel has reopened border crossings and shops and public offices are reopening. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky met today with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Zelensky is in Berlin on his first visit to Germany since the Russian invasion. Zelensky thanked the German government for what he called its fantastic solidarity following yesterday's announcement that Berlin would supply weapons worth around $3 billion to Kiev. The BBC's Ginny Hill reports on Zelensky's schedule today. At some point, um, he will be awarded with the prestigious Charlemagne Prize. Now, this is an honor which is awarded to people um, who are considered to have made substantial efforts towards fostering European EU togetherness. Um, and Mr. Zelensky and the Ukrainian people will be given that award. The BBC's Jenny Hill reporting there from the German capital. And you're listening to NPR News. 
online radio at its best. What do you think of the um, the first uh, charge here that, that that Donald Trump raped E. Jean Carroll, the allegation that Carroll made, the jury finding that he did not? They're, they're saying no to rape, but yes to sexual assault. Where do you think the disconnect is there, uh, Lisa? I think the disconnect is that E. Jean Carroll and Katie, I'm going to ask for your pardon here because I'm about to get graphic. E. Jean Carroll said that she couldn't really see whether Donald Trump was penetrating her with his genitalia. She knew that he had first inserted his fingers into her vagina. She felt him do that. And then she thought that she was penetrated by his penis, but she couldn't say for sure in part because she couldn't see it. And so that uncertainty may have been part of what motivated the jury's verdict on the rape count. That notwithstanding, she was so unambiguous about the sexual abuse and that plus the corroborating evidence that Ron pointed to, not only the fact that she called Lisa Bernbach from the sidewalk outside Bergdorf, talked to Carol Martin two days later, but the testimony of Jessica Lees and Natasha Stoinoff, whose own experiences with Donald Trump not only echoed E. Jean Carroll, but were basically um, a, you know, come-to-life version of the Donald Trump playbook as enunciated in the Access Hollywood tape, I think that that's partially what helped get this jury over the line on the sexual abuse count. Welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know it's Mother's Day, and unfortunately, we have to talk about trash on Mother's Day, and that trash begins with a T. Trash begins with T R. So does Trump. Welcome back in twenty twenty one minutes after the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious out on this very special Mother's Day edition of the show. So now, he was found liable for sexual assault, and so here's the question that I always ask my fam, when major things happen in regards to Donald Trump. And I'll ask you, Vanessa, do you think Donald Trump will spend time in jail? Yes or no? Uh, 24 hours. So that's a yes for 24 hours. Okay. So you think he will be... So, So you're saying that he's going to go to jail... He's going to be arrested, put in jail for 24 hours. He's, I, you know what? They're going to bring him, take him out the back door, take him into through the back door. They're going to rain him, fingerprint him, or do whatever. That man is not going happened. to, he ain't going to jail or prison like a normal person, like me or you. Okay. Unless so he he's going to jail. No, okay. Right. Okay. okay, well, fine. All right, great. Thank you so, thank you so much, Mr. Elias. <laughs> Same question to you. Do you think Donald Trump will spend some time in jail? No, I don't. I really don't. No, okay. Uh-huh. Those answers Rich are consistent. Now, we have some fluctuations in here, but go ahead. Rich people don't spend, rich people don't spend time in jail, man. They, they, they don't. They don't. They, they just don't. That's just not for them. You know, you, know, you got you to be really, really like an Epstein type person to spend time in jail. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. so you're so so uh-huh. both of you all are saying that he's not going to jail. Uh-huh. He's not. I have uh-huh. always right. said, I have always said, Jack, he's not going to do time. He's not. Uh-huh. That's Donald yeah. the damn Trump. He's gonna get out of it. Uh-huh. There's a reason why I ask you guys these questions because at some point all your answers will be played back live on one of these shows. So there's a reason why. Uh-huh. All right, so so that's fine. So so now me, uh, I think that 
Um, I, you know what? I'm telling you guys, I really and truly believe that he is going to be confined at some point. I, I mean, because if you would have told if you would have told me two years ago that he would have been convicted or found liable in some type of sexual assault case, I would have told you you were crazy. If you'd have told me that he would have been arraigned, fingerprinted, and booked and charged in New York on crimes, I would have told you you're crazy. These things are coming to light, and that's why I say that the more and more, it's almost like a, um, you know, if you watch cartoons, they have these force fields, and the more pressure they put on these force fields, the more they come down and break. They're chipping away at his defense. They're chipping away at this so-called presidential, you know, you're not supposed to charge a president. He's been charged. He's been found guilty. I'm telling you, I think, Mr. Elias, that he's – now, I don't think he's going to spend years in prison, but my goodness, I do think that, you know, 90 days plus is in his future. What say you? I don't, I don't think so. And, and, and as far as I heard, one in the $5 million, he's going to appeal that, and he's going to drag that out for so long that, man, by the time he has to pay her, so he – he could be he could be close to kicking the bucket. I'm telling you, he, 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 he's going to weasel his way out of this stuff, man. That's what he does. Did you watch the Did you watch the stuff on CNN? He called his phone yeah. a whack job. He called her yeah. a whack job, and these people are flawed. Where does that have that in the United States? Where you can you where you can be convicted of a sexual crime and and, and you can call and talk to him like that. He wasn't convicted. Well, he was found liable. It was a civil case, not okay. a criminal case. But go ahead. Okay, okay. Anyway, and then all of a sudden these people cheer for him. They cheer for him. Yeah. He's a coach's leader, man. So no, yeah. he's a coach's leader. So these people are gonna follow him to the ends of the earth. No matter what he yeah. does, and then he and then he then he says that January sixth is a beautiful day. What? Are you kidding? That's me? not a good impression, Mister Elias. You got to do better than that, man. That was kind of sloppy. See, when I do my impression of Mick, Mitch McConnell, I'm on point with mine. You got to do better, Mister Elias. Let's try that again. Hey, so what did he say? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, let me let me let me let me change that. Let me tell you, let me change that. It's 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 it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. It was beautiful. I mean, the people walking through was just like it was a normal day. It was nothing that's just it's a normal day, Jim. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing but a normal day. Bull. You, oh my you, God, man! And then, and, 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 and then, and, and, and then a woman walks in, and, and, and she walks in the Capitol, and then a guy shoots her. He was a thug. The police officer shot her was a thug. Huh? What? Oh my what? God, Mr. Elias. Before you continue, Vanessa, can I can I get a grade on Mr. Elias's impression of Trump? Oh my God! <laughs> I take the fist. I'm taking the fist. <laughs> All he did was talk faster in his own voice, and that's not an impression, Mr. Elias. But I get what you said. Yeah, I don't get questions, brother. No, I'm with you. Know, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just jerking your but, chain a little bit on that. But the bottom line is, man, this, this is this is, and these people love him. They love him. These people committed tyranny in the Capitol. 
and, and he said right. he's going to release them, and they cheered this song. He's telling the they truth. Cheered. They just love his ass for some reason. I just don't know what it is. But you're right. Well, 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 let me ask this you, Vanessa, because I was like black I, I, I was curious. I wanted to get your opinion because I know CNN is your favorite network. And they're being lambasted for for doing what they did. Because, you know, if you go back, this kind of follows the Donald Trump playbook of 2016. You know, there were reports that his campaign didn't have any money, that they couldn't get, you know, he didn't have any money for advertisement. But every time he said something ridiculous, they threw cameras in his face. So CNN gave this guy a town hall. And had they had the young lady, and God bless her, she was trying to push back but they didn't have fact checkers, you know he's going to lie. So how do you not have fact, fact checkers on standby to, to retort some of this stuff and the fact that they, it looks as if they found a Trump-friendly crowd to sit in and listen to this nonsense? Shame on CNN. No, it wasn't a you, Vanessa? They were Republicans, Jay. No, no. It wasn't that. Well, that's a Trump, okay, a Trump-friendly crowd. Hello. Trump-friendly, that is Trump-sters. They were Trump-sters. They were Republicans. And that that he requested, that he he told them he wasn't coming on unless these people were in the audience. He he requested that. Now, see, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Okay. That's interesting. They were Trump-sters. Why do you think all of them stood up and said, I voted for you, Mr. President, and blah, 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 blah. Why do you think they did that? That's because those were his people. And that's what they're saying is that CNN hung that girl out to dry by putting Trump's people in the audience and not and not having a fact checker. They hung her out. But she did her best to try to fight back with what he was saying. No, Mr. President, that is not true. No, Mr. President, I read this and this and this and this. And this. Then he called her nasty. You a nasty person. But you know what? People applaud it. They like that. You know, that's what – do I think Trump's going to get back in office? No. I don't know what's going to happen. What did you just say? What did you just say? Do you think Trump what? I don't think Trump's going to get back in office. Oh, wow. And I, I say that – I don't – you know what? Me, go ahead, Vanessa. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. I say that because – the Republicans really don't want Trump in office. They just don't know how to get rid of him because they need his followers. Something is going to happen. I know the God that I serve, that we are praying for this country, that some of that stuff is going to get answered because we pray for the country at church. And so I just don't believe that God is going to let Trump go back in the office and, and tear down this country even more than what it is. Racism is so prevalent now that it's not even funny. When we were on the other side of the world, there were people that walked in front of us like we were now. And I'll be like, bitch, do you see me? So forgive me for Ooh, saying that. But I think because that's how that's they okay. treat black people over there. Wow. So forgive, forgive me. Well, it, it, it depends on where you are, though. It depends on where you were, too. I because I know in, in France, they act like, boy, whatever. Beat it, you know? But on the world, all uh, over the rail, the world, Australia. Some people were catching a ride back to British. They were coming home uh-huh. on the ship. So I'm just telling oh, okay. you that some of them people were really rude, and I bet it wasn't 25 people on the ship. I bet you it wasn't. But you mm. know what? 
I can stand my ground, and I did with those crazy people because some of them were kind of rude, and I just let them have it. And, you know, I was traveling with white people. So mm-hmm. I was traveling with white people, and I let them have it. Yeah, yep. well. I don't care. Well, I don't care. Well, but Trump, well, we but know. Trump we know. yes, they love mm-hmm. Trump. Some of them would just say, do you think Donald Trump is going to get back in office? If you vote for him, he will. That's just what I said. Well. You both well, that's, with- that's, that, that's crazy. 30, 32 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Um, you know, so let's, let's look at the bigger picture here. The ramifications of this, uh, of this uh, civil uh, suit that uh, he was found liable for sexual assault. Now, you know, Vanessa said, I don't think he's going to get back into office. And, you know, a part of me thinks that as well. But you know what? Back in 2016, had I bet everything I owned that he, would be, he wouldn't be elected president, I'd be sleeping under a bridge right now. So to say that this is not possible, especially with President Biden's poll numbers where they are, I mean, my God, that guy's at 39% in some places. I mean, my goodness. Hey, guess who, guess who you know said to me yesterday that if Trump was back in office, I believe the economy and our 401ks and stuff would go back up. Guess who said that to me that you know? Remember I don't the even want to guess. Cousin, the plumber. The oh, well, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, no. That. See, if he's thinking that. You're not catching what I'm saying. If he's thinking no, I, that, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Other young black men are thinking the same stupidness. So I had to well, bring it, it around to him and say, if he brings the economy back around, then you know what? How many social services is he going to cut to get it like that? Now, he's the one that's got all of them children out there and grandchildren that ain't got no daddies and stuff out there. So he made him stop the thing. He said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Well, right. put his business hey, out right. in the street. All right, but but but, but listen we, though. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Yes. Why, why don't we ask our political strategist what he thinks? I don't know if he's our political strategist. I think that he would probably yell at us for saying that. But let's just ask our brother from another mother. Are you with me? Okay, well then, yes. Let's ask our political strategist. The one and only Mr. Jerome Spree must be in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? I'm good. I only make people who I don't love pay me. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm, I guess I made the list because I haven't gotten the bill yet. So okay, I think we're good. <laughs> I appreciate you, dog. <laughs> I, appreciate I was in Jerome's neck of the woods too because I was in New York. I was in your neck of the woods. I was in New York. Oh. Uh oh. How long were you here? Yeah, before you got in both. Uh, five hours, eight hours. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like I had enough. Like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like the flash, brother. All right, Jerome, let's go. talk about this whole thing with uh Trump. You know, I'll ask you the question because I'm doing this for the re- for a reason. Do you think he's going to serve time in jail at some point? I don't think they have the capability of arresting white folks that have a lot of money. I don't oh, think wow. that's a thing. Oh, thank you, brother. Wow. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you. I said the same thing. Okay. Uh, I, I said, I said 90 to 120 days, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
They're going to take him through the process. They're going to find him. They may convict him. But spending time in jail is a whole other thing because I know, especially in New York, I don't know if they do this in other places, or mostly I think they do, but when you get turned over to the Board of Corrections, it is uh-huh. to their they have um, the ability, depending on who's running the prisons, how long you stay right. in there. Okay. So if he gets 48 hours or, like, they're going to secure him for as long as they can. I think they'll let him out. I think they'll put him huh. someplace where they'll just turn him, turn around and be like, yeah, he's convicted, he's convicted, whatever. What and I think they will let him out. But I know you're tough. saying, but you're saying that he will at least at some point have bars over a window that he's looking out of. You think he may not stay long, but you do think that he'll be looking out of some bars at some point. Yeah, yeah, they don't oh, play like that. He is going to, you know, whether you're the governor or what's his name, uh, Rob Blagojevich or somebody. Like, yeah, he went to jail. They'll put you in jail, but you don't. What we don't consider in this country is how many conservative, um, not not in a re, not in a Republican Democrat kind of way, right? But how many conservative right. white supremacist um, people who are in this country? I think we overlook it, like it's across the board. So the chances of someone at that stature staying there for a long period of time, numbers tell us that we're going we're gonna to hit somebody who's going to be empathetic to him and let him out, whether he gets an appeal, whether it yeah. – yeah. They will twist law to make it work. And yeah. everybody else yes. will be like, you know, they'll go all the way to the Supreme Court, and then those nuts will be like, well, he should have another trial. And then the DA will, be, will say something like, well, it's not worth our money. And they won't – they do that all the time for certain people. Yeah. You're right, man. They, yeah. they cheat so much because even, you know, and this is really a different topic, but it's really along the same lines. You know, what, what, what freaking government, what uh, freaking uh, uh, Greg Abbott has done as far as giving, he has the ability to overturn election results in Harris County. I mean, they pass. I mean, these people are, what's going on in America is something <laughs> that I, I, I'm, I'm shocked, man. I, I'm really, I'm shocked. Jay, well, well I know you're not. Jay, Governor, Jay. they passed a bill where Governor Greg Abbott can overturn the results of election results in Harris County. How did he get away with that? Well, because it's a Republican uh, <laughs> House and Senate. Yeah. Well, the, the way they did it, that's what they said. They, we ain't going to never get a Democrat they said that if you got over 7 million people, Harris County, that they yes. can overturn election if you if you run out of paper. And they don't like yeah, the paper. That, that's that, it. That was pretty yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Yep. That, that was the county out right there. Yep. Next, next largest county in Texas is 6 million. They can't touch them, but it has to be 7 million or more. Yeah, well, guess what? And Harris County is seven million or more. So, so once again, now keep in mind that Texas has always been a red state, even though people are always turning purple. But you know, once again, because of this ridiculous setup with the electoral colleges, you know, some of these remote places have just as much power as some of the major metropolitan cities. It's not coincidental that every freaking major metropolitan city in the state of Texas, President Obama won and Joe Biden won. 
but they still lost the state. So it's crazy. So what Jerome is saying is absolutely correct. These people will find ways to cheat. They feel threatened. For you to start taking this, these types of actions to try to suppress the vote. This is, un- this is unprecedented, man. How is this any different? How is this any different than asking people how many jelly beans are in the freaking jar before you vote? I mean, how is this any different than that? Matter of fact, it's not even legal. They're not getting the legal challenges that will that will make them um, do anything different. So, what happens is if this was Republicans, if this is back in the day, I mean, we just went through a census, and, and a um, what do you call it when they redo districts when they redistrict? Yeah. And Republicans to yeah. say, oh, there, right, there's not enough Republicans in this area, so y'all need to change your maps, right? But they're saying you have yeah. 7 million people where there's not, not a lot of Republicans, so we're going to govern it from the Republican side what's going on in a Democratic stronghold. Now, if that's not, like, blaringly obvious to everyone else about the power dynamic, that you are really blind. Like, there is nothing else I can say. I can get mean and start cursing out, but I am telling you, every time I say something, you know, we get people sending in messages saying, oh, that might be a... That might be races or this is whatever. It is blaringly obvious that since Republicans can't control Harris County or Fort Bend or, like, any of those areas where there's all of those people, they change the rules just so that it can govern them. Right? That's slavery. That is really controlling everybody else's manifest destiny, their own um, ability to self-govern. Right? We have bills that are going up across this country saying – um, hey, if we don't like your election result, the governor can change it. I bet you if that governor was a Democrat, they wouldn't be doing that. Oh, no. So, no, no. So their their problem is, and, and here's the problem with white folks, I'm telling you, even on the Democratic side, when the mm. Democrats take control, they never change mm. those laws back. Right. Right? So remember how yep. much they cheated on the Supreme Court side, right? Oh, when Biden got there, they did he, no, I'm saying, what corrections has he made to the ju- judiciary just None. because they cheated? None. Right. Right. He, they want everybody to get along and be like, well, we should work together. They will work together yeah. with racist people, even though they know that they're oppressing everybody else. That's mm-hmm. a problem in this country. Nobody likes to deal it, it, with that part. It's a shame. You, you, you are absolutely correct. It's a damn shame. What's going on around here? It really and truly is. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. What about Wisconsin? What about Wisconsin? Well, they're trying to think. They they won the Supreme Court in Wisconsin so they can come back and change the gerrymandering deal. Now they're trying to say, nope, we're going to outsource the election wasn't real. This is what they do. Right. Even when they win. Even when they win, they don't win. Wow. Right. That's just a shame. Remember. Remember in Michigan, they pretty much did the yeah. same thing. They were like, no, y'all don't get to vote. We're going to put a manager in to run your city. What kind of nonsense is that? Wow. Yes, yes, it is. Wow. It, it just it, one of many that's things. Okay. That case is changing the history book. He's changing the book, the, the words and stuff that's going on in the book. Santos is trying to change the book. 
Yeah. I, oh, and, you know, just, what, what, one of many things that's wrong with this country, I mean, my God, we can sit here and talk about the nonsense that goes on in America for hours and hours at a time, but we only have to. And speaking of one of those things that uh, that is just an issue here in this country, and it continues to be an intro, uh, issue, is gun violence. You know, people say there are some experts out there that says the way to cure gun violence is treated as an epidemic. Look at what it's doing to our kids. More of our kids are dying from gun violence than they are of all the diseases that are out there. This week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll talk about how, look at ways on how to solve this epidemic that America has, this fascination with these military-style weapons. Kid gets hit, gets hit with one of these weapons and it peels the flesh off their face, just a disgusting situation. It's Kavina time in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. A gunman shooting rampage that killed eight people at a mall in Allen, Texas last week was horrific, but not unique. Since then, there have been well over a dozen mass shootings in the U.S. That's according to the Gun Violence Archive. Firearms have become the number one cause of death for kids and teens. So is it now time to treat gun violence as a public health crisis? Our colleague Michelle Martin reached out to Dr. Deborah Prather-Stiff, who has played a key role in defining youth violence as a public health issue. Guns in America play a huge role. Guns play a huge role in suicides as well. When you look at the homicide rate of the United States compared to other peer countries, it's very clear that the presence of guns is probably the most outstanding variable. And what about the racial differences here in the kinds of violence that different people are subjected to? Suicide is more common in white America and homicide more common in uh, black America. And violence is learned behavior. We don't come out of the womb ready to commit suicide or homicide. And I think as a culture, understanding that children who are hurt, hurt others or hurt themselves, And our job is not to give them a gun, but our job is to figure out how to help them heal. So what does it mean exactly to take a public health approach to gun violence? It's really understanding what are the risk factors. How do we help children who are hurt? How do we help them heal from the anger, the guilt, the pain, but also give them the strategies to move forward? Is it about keeping people busy? Is it about what? Is giving them different ways to blow off steam? I'll never forget a um, football player, and he said, I really don't like football that much, but when my friends say, hey, come hang out with me, I can say, man, I'm so tired because I just had practice. So he had developed his own strategy for dealing with the peer pressure around issues of fighting. So it is busy. It is purpose, it is opportunity. Those are the things that are very, very important for kids in the thick, if you will. It just seems like our conversations around gun violence in the current moment just immediately go to politics. Is there a way that we could talk about this that you think would be productive? I would 
start with where we were successful in the past, and that was in banning assault weapons. Back from 1994 to 2004, those who wanted guns had guns during that period. They just weren't able to buy these high-powered assault weapons. So I would say we've done it before. We can do it again, even with the ban on assault weapons, and just make our children safer. That's Dr. Deborah Prothero-Stipp. She's Dean and Professor of Medicine at Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you so much. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide or is in crisis, call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt. Why would you apply for unemployment benefits when you had a job making $120,000 a year? This is inaccurate information, and I will get to clear my name on this. During the pandemic, it wasn't very clear. I don't understand where the government's getting their information, but I will present my facts. Taking a page out of former President Trump, saying that this is a witch hunt, that this is political, saying he doesn't understand where the government got this evidence. The place that that the government got all of this information is from him from the paperwork he filed himself. This is a paperwork case, and that's the problem for the congressman. <laughs> oh, my God. It's uh, Tim for the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TTRS Radio Network, online radio at it, its best. Once again, another Republican member of Congress uh, under arrest, George Santos. They arrested that guy. He was arraigned and charged on 13 felony counts. He was also, (laughs) he was about to be charged in Brazil, but the only reason why they dropped the charges in Brazil is because he agreed, or he said he pled guilty and he agreed to pay the fines. Welcome back in to the serious side. Vanessa, this guy, I I mean, oh, God, where do you begin this guy has lied about everything about him, himself. Everyone, I think, to a certain point embellishes their resume, but this guy said he played on some type of national volleyball team, and then his mother died in 9 11. Oh, gosh. And so now he's being charged on some of these. I mean, these, these are felony charges. So if George Santos wasn't serious about. What was going on? He better get serious now because some of these charges can carry up to 20 years in prison. 
So when you lie and cheat and do these types of things, no lie can live forever, and eventually it will catch up to you. And his day of reckoning is uh, it's within the foreseeable future. What say you in regards to what's happening with this guy, and you know how do you think this is going to play out? Well, are you coming first, to me? Oh. No, uh, Vanessa. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, first of all, I always forgive me, y'all, if I say Santos and DeSantos and all of these Santos people. They're all a damn thing. Talking- because <laughs> one is trying to change the, the history books and the other one is just an idiot. So <laughs> he, he's going to jail. He's going to get in. I mean, <laughs> I didn't ask you the question, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and ask the question. No, no, I'm not. Well, I, I don't. I don't think there's no doubt in my mind. He's he's gonna do something. But but go ahead. <laughs> That's an obvious for me. That's an easy one for me. But go ahead. I thought you were going to no, no, no. no, 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 no. I was joking. You know, when you just said he's going to jail. Remember, every you know, every time something major happens in the Trump world, I'll ask you guys that question. It was just a joke. You know what? You know what? He is. This boy has lied about everything, and the only reason that the Republicans have not turned on him is because they need his vote to get stuff passed. That's Correct. the only reason they ain't turned on him. But when they get Correct. to what they. They're going to get rid of him. They're going to get rid of him. They, I mean, because he is a clown. He is a habitual liar. He is, I mean, he is just horrible. He's a horrible, horrible no, let's person. Ca- let's call him what he is, because I think all of us have told a lie to in our lives. That joker is a criminal. I mean, that joker I stole money from people. Liar. I don't think anybody on well, this panel is a habitual liar. Well, Mr. Elias was when he was younger, but we won't bring that up on the show. Thank God. You know what, man? What happened to turn the other cheek? You don't have to respond to everything I say, Mr. Elias. You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to try to be a dirty, low-down snake like you are. Oh my God! Ouch! Which way is up? <laughs> Which way is up? What dirty lowdown snaking? I'm sorry, I've digressed. I just missed you guys. Uh, but on a more serious note, uh, that guy is a habitual liar, yeah, but he is a criminal, right? He stole money from people. He wrote hot checks in Brazil. He stole money from someone who was trying to get cancer treatment for his dog, Jerome. This guy is pathetic. And the Democrats, in my opinion, are at fault because they didn't pay a Wait, wait. Say what? Trump stole money from his charity that helps kids with cancer. Well, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one criminal at a time. We talked about that clown already. Let's talk about this dude. So, 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 so once again, Jerome, this guy has lied about everything. He has stolen money from people. Right, and I blame the Democrats because they didn't pay any attention to that seat, and that guy slipped in there and won it. And I bet you that I right. bet you, I bet you that that won't happen again. Right. So, um, I think it was a seat that a Democrat had, but he had something happened, something controversial happened, whatever. Mm. And I think everybody just kind of. The independents and stuff swung against the Democrats because of the last guy who was there. 
So the Republicans mm. are scared that if they go to another election that he's going to lose. But just like Vanessa said, he is going to go to jail. That That's the yeah. opposite of what I said about Trump because he is poor. Like, that is different. Yeah. He don't have no power. <laughs> and, uh, seriously. <laughs> like, he... I'm sorry. He's not poor. He ain't got no friends for nobody to help him. Let me not get those mixed up. He broke. He ain't poor. (laughs) And and nobody, he would, I think they're telling him on his attorney side not to resign from Congress because that's the only leverage that he has against the prosecution to say, hey, remember how, yeah, you know how during the January 6th, they're like, you know, Pence is saying, oh, I was convening over pro- over Congress at the time, so I was doing my constitutional duty. There's uh, a rule in Congress that you can say or do anything while you're a congressman if you're in the, uh, in on the floor. You can't do that in public, oh. but you can do it in Congress so that you don't – so that Congress – that's why they lie so much, that you can say anything in Congress <laughs> and they can't press charges on you. Seriously, but really? if you go outside and say that uh-huh. same thing and you know it's a lie, that's not a part uh-huh. of your congressional duty. You can't go back and say, oh, I didn't know. But if oh, you wow. stand in Congress, you can lie and say anything you want to within the walls oh. of Congress or the halls go. or however they want. So, yeah, so he, he's going he's gonna to go to jail. And the fact that the Republicans in New York are like, get him out, should tell yeah. you something how much they really hate this dude. So... I, he's not going to a nice prison either, so he better be careful. <laughs> I would negotiate if I was him where they send me, because he's going to go someplace. <laughs> that would be my well, plea bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I just about to say something real wrong, but I'm just going to reserve those comments. So, Mr. Elias, your thoughts on this dude? And uh, yeah, you know where I was going with that. Uh, your thoughts on this guy? You know, once again, here's another example of how our politics are in the toilet. Gary Hart had to resign because there was a picture of him sitting on a boat with a female on his lap. And these guys, Donald Trump has stuck his fingers in some female. He told people that he can grab coochies and nothing had never happened to him. This guy has lied about everything. And so you go back and look, and what, how they're going to get him is his campaign, that, that, that campaign disclosure document, it, you know, disclose, dis, dis, disclosing campaign finance. his campaign financing, exactly, how he took everything up to the limit, right? What was that, 199, whatever that number is, it was always a dollar under the, the, the legal limit of, you know, from a legal reporting perspective, I'm not familiar with the form, so that's why I sound crazy trying to describe it. But at the end of the day, you can look and see that this guy was doing this on purpose, and he was taking this money, using this money for his personal things. They said he went out and bought suits, bought shoes. No different than what Trump, you know, taking his money for legal purposes. This is crazy, man. This is nuts. And these people get away with it because they have money and they have statue and power. And Trump Defense. Don't you even fix your lips to say that. Go ahead. Yeah, wait. Because, you know, I get, I still get the Republican email stuff when we signed up to go to his rally. They still send me all that stuff. So in his defense, they have yeah. written at the bottom of his donation where it says can be used for legal fees or something like that. So, no, he not lying. People just not reading the small print. 
Well, well, I didn't say he was lying. I said he's, he's, he's uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what that money is meant to, for. That money is for campaign finances. It's for his well, re-election. Everybody knows what's well, going on. Well, you know, they, they, these people are, I mean, the folks that give him money, they give these people money. I just, I mean, please, if you're listening to us, can you please call in and tell us why you do this? I'm just, I'm just out of curiosity. Why do you give money to a guy that has a damn plane that has a freaking 24 karat gold toilet on it? Are you, are you kidding? I, I just don't get it. What your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Well, hey man, this guy is a, a despicable human being, man, and he is. I agree with everybody. He is going to jail. But what, what, what I, what I don't understand is, is that you know why we, why, why are the, why are the Republicans? You know, not pushing them out of office, just like they did. Uh, well, you do understand. Stop. No, no, no. Yes, you do. They need his vote. Okay, they need his vote. But the bottom line is, they should be pushing them out of office. They should be. You, I don't care. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're just, if your integrity is that low, and you need so your his vote's that bad, then you got a bad system going on. That, well, that, but see, some, some, something needs to speak to your your inner person and say. I can't even do it. Oh, stop. I can't do this. You stop. I cannot do you this stop anymore. with this nonsense. You, you, you stop with this that. nonsense. Your, your, inner, your inner person should say that. Your inner person should say, I know damn well this is wrong. We can't keep this up. I don't give well, a you damn. know what? At some, point, at some point in time, you can't keep going lower than low. You can't you stop this. You stop this you nonsense. You know what? You stop this, Elias. Black people are going to vote for him. That's what I don't do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mr. L.E.S. is all, when I say I don't understand, I don't get it, oh, I'm not, I'm I'm surprised, I'm not surprised. So if you're not surprised surprised. by some of the things, well, then, so why are you saying that you're... uh, At some point in time, at some point in time, you cannot be that damn low down dirty. You can't. Yes, you can. At some point in time, you got, you sometimes you got to have integrity. At one point in time, you got to have integrity. Okay, well, then tell me. like if you see, if you you got a chance to stop some uh, crime, and all it takes for you to say, let's stop the crime, you're like, nope, let it keep going because I'm going to get my way. I'm going to get my way at it. Man, stop. You stop this. It's it's bad, man. It is horrible and it's despicable. You know it. And you know they have no. Let me tell you something, man. Anytime Kevin McCartney makes a deal, that if they if if some of the folks that's in his caucus don't like what he's doing, they can vote him out. Well, where's the integrity? There's no integrity. These people are about to let the the the, the debt ceiling expire, which I don't think they will. But you know what? They're getting dangerously close, which would throw our whole financial system into turmoil. These people would rather let regular Americans suffer. So then Joe Biden can get the blame so they can go back in office. When I read a poll, Jerome saying that most Americans think that Trump would do better with the economy, man, I almost passed out. I'm like, what the hell are y'all yeah. looking at? Well, we're in Trump's economy right now, in case you didn't realize it. This is Trump's economy. These are all the things he's said in place. And you see, I disagree with that because the economy, despite what people are saying, the economy is, is doing well. It's just they have to find a way to control inflation. Okay. Right, I, just don't, you, I don't agree with that this, statement. Yes, Well, look at it this way, too, is that we have, um, what do we have? Like, 
what, he cut like a trillion dollars out of tax revenue that the United States mm-hmm. is getting. Um, mm-hmm. right. tax we, he, mm-hmm. That means you still have to cut from certain areas. So our economy is a fictitious economy anyway because it's right. determined by the market. And they yep. use all of our measurements by if people may spend in the future, so we're going to cut back now. Right? The Fed says, oh, we're going to raise interest rates because we have too many people who are employed. When unemployment goes down, then we lower the rates. I'm sorry, when unemployment goes up, then it's better mm-hmm. for the economy. That sounds like somebody playing, right? Yeah. Right? The more people working, the worse it is for the economy. What kind of nonsense is that? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the markets, and again, it was Obama. The reason that his economy um, ran so well is because um, Eric Holder and those guys at the Justice Department kept saying, if you start inflating prices when you know that there's no reason, like this oil speculation was raising gas prices, he said, we're going to investigate you. So they didn't do it so much during his time. But when Trump got there, the gas prices started fluctuating. They were just having a freaking ball. And that our economy, like you said, it it doesn't feel any different to anybody else until our grocery store prices went up and and all of that for regular commodity stuff. But that stuff is based on speculation. Yeah. You know what's going to happen in the future. What we think is going it has nothing to do with what's going on now. So we can right. spin ourselves into a depression just because people are playing. You have Congress saying, oh, we're not going to pay our bills. Well, you approved the bills in the last Congress, so you got to pay them. Nope, we're not going to pay them. So what did your creditors do? They'll foreclose on your house if they say, I'm not going to pay my bills. You don't get credit. Right. And that's what this whole economy is based on, credit. So we do this yeah. self-inflicting stuff and then blame poor people. And it's like we need to cut Social Security, right? We need to cut entitlements. And those things are not entitlements. Like you pay Social Security is Social Security insurance, so you pay right. into it, which right. means that Social Security is very is solvent. It has, I think, a little over $2 trillion in Social Security. So they're playing this game because if they can get rid of Social Security, they can take that $2 trillion, put it back into this um, casino in which we're calling a doggone speculation, and rich people can make more money. So wait, let me say something on that point, Jerome, that you just said about Social Security. You are absolutely correct because you know what? People who are Hispanic people who go out and work, bosses give them a Social Security number so that they and they pay taxes. But guess what? They can't draw the money. Your phone. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking breaking up, Vanessa. It's hard to hear you, so I don't know. Maybe you need to stand still or something. I'm sorry. That's because it's storming at my window, so I'm moving away from the window. It's storming over here. Now you you sound. Um, Yeah, it's it's storming over here, too. Yeah, now you sound a lot better. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. So what is happening to all of the money that the illegal immigrants that are working are putting into Mm. the system, and they can't draw the money? They can't grow. Right. So how are they going to say that uh, we need to pull it from Social Security? Excuse me? What are y'all going to do with all of that money? And the reason why they're saying that is because they know they're going to get a pension for the rest of their life, and they don't have to pay any taxes on it. But does people know that when they start putting them in office? They get all that stuff for the rest we, of their life. 
no, that's not that's not true. When you're a legal immigrant, what's not true? They, what part of that? Well, they still take out your social security, because um, that's kind of the deal that you make for any anybody who has a green card. I'm not card. even talking they about the Hispanics, dear Jerome. I'm not even really talking about their salaries. I don't care. I'm mainly agreeing with you about them jacking with social security, and they're saying that it's not. It's you know, pull it from there. But my thing is. Social Security is not going to go bankrupt as long as you got Hispanic people out there working, putting money into the Social Security, and they're not able to draw it. And do I know this? Yes, I know it, because my husband worked at H&R Block for 15 years and saw it. So, no, yeah, these true. people are paying in, but they can't draw it. That's right, because to get a paycheck from somebody who is actually paying their taxes, they have to take out Social Security insurance for everybody. It is insurance. It is not like it's a pool of money that um, the government – the government doesn't even add money to Social Security. The people who work put money into Social Security. That's not a government – any kind of government handout. So the government does not – it's no tax burden to anybody in this country um, um, when they utilize Social Security. That is not a tax burden. It is exactly. paid – by the people mm-hmm. who are working. So even mm-hmm. the people who don't get Social Security still have to pay into Social Security insurance if they go through regular means, ADP, you know, if they, if they get a paycheck, it automatically comes out when you have an employee. It doesn't mean that you're eligible to get it, but you do have to pay into that insurance fund. So that's all it is. So it has nothing to do with the government is losing money and it's going to be insolvent. Like, yes, you probably can increase it by a half a percentage or something, which is nothing. You're talking a few dollars to make it to to make it last longer, but it's not coming out of your tax money. And Republicans have used this as, oh, it's an entitlement, and you know, when you turn six to five, there's not going to be no money there. They are lying to you. So no matter how much you can Google this and find out the truth, they're still going to sing that same song. And we just have right. to be smarter, right? That's our you're right job about that. to actually correct some of these things. And yeah. we can't you, you, pay attention to people who are not watching. How, how you, about you they pay back the money they borrowed from it? How about they pay back that? How about the money right. they, so you, they borrowed all that money from for the wars that they've been in? That's right. So you want to go to George W. Bush borrowed $1 trillion against, against Social Security. So you want to know how wow. they paid for wars on the Republican side? Wow. They took a trillion dollars out of Social Security to pay for the Gulf War. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so depressing that's why, as hell. That's why, that's why to cover that you took stole money is to dissolve it. Right? Wow. So you wonder what motivation is when somebody steals and they were like, oh, there was no money here anyway. That's what they want to say. But they mm-hmm. filed against social yeah. fund. I knew that. Oh wow, that that mm-hmm. that is crazy. Worth three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Still looking for a Republican out there that can uh, tell us why they continue to vote and continue to uh, send money to these clowns that are stealing, that's rape raping our economy. You know, and I hate to use that term, but it's a fact. When I mean, you take something that doesn't belong to you, I mean, this guy George Santos, which is actually what we're talking about. This is that segment. This guy, you know, he he just stole money, and so now these felony charges against him. You know, I agree with y'all. This guy's going to jail, and and there's nothing 
that's going to stop him from going to jail because uh, he's going to jail. I mean, there, there's no doubt in my military mind that that's where he's heading. And he's trying, you know, it, here's the thing, too, and this is why I question, you know, the, the thought process of some of these people, right? I mean, you know all this scrutiny. Now, one of us, let's talk about us for a second. If, let me tell you something, I can't speak for y'all. I can speak for me. If I ran for, one of the reasons why, somebody said, why don't you go back and run for mayor of your hometown? Man, are you nuts? You know how much stuff that's out there that's waiting to be that come to light and I'm done? No. And so, so look, as soon, as soon as I step, no, I would. No, trust me. Trust, no, 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 no. Listen, if once I got in front of that, uh, stood at that podium and somebody in the back held up a yellow envelope and waved it and I could see it, I'd be like, I am, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be your man. Today I officially resigned as the mayor. Of, I, there's no way. I wouldn't put my family through that. I have too much self-respect. I am not going to run. If I know I've done all this dirt, I've stole from veterans. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I was at a, at a gay pageant dressed as a, as a drag queen. I mean, if I knew all this stuff in my history, listen, and there's nothing wrong. If that's what you get down, let me make sure because people are sensitive. If you want to dress <laughs> like that, that's, that's your business. That is your business. Do you. <laughs> but I'm telling you that if there's a picture of me running around in a dress and some lipstick, talking about, saying, hey, trust me, I'm not going to subject my family to that nonsense. And then once you got so in his case, <laughs> once this stuff started coming to light, I would have just gone away. Do so, listen, if he would have resigned. That's the question, though. So, yes, so the yes. main reason you wouldn't run is because mm-hmm. there's a picture out there with you in dress and lipstick. Is that what you're saying? I'm just asking the question. Well, you know what, see, once again, leave it to you to bring the quality of the show down. You know what, we're going to break because, once again, Mr. Elias is being Mr. Elias. All right, three, four, seven. I'm (laughs) I'm Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're tuning in. This is not the J. Riles Show Sunday edition. 347 What's up? I'll take a break. It is time for part one of Marietta Music's Corner. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You know what? I'm speechless. I don't even know why I deal with this, dude. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best.
with you because this is definitely uh, in your region of the country. Um, you know, we've too many times and so many times in this show have had conversations about people who look like us who uh, were murdered or, you know, either killed by police or they were shot by some, shot and killed or killed by a vigilante, a vigilante, vigilante. you know, think about what happened to Trayvon Martin. Um, can we say that this nation, when it comes to these types of things, can we say we're making some progress? Because I remember the situation, and we talked about it on the show, how and, and you know my memory's horrible, and I wish I would have had some notes for this. But this show is unscripted. That's I think that's the, the true blessing of the show. That's the fruit of the show. You get answers unrehearsed. But I do remember a situation where a young African American lady. We covered it on the show. She shot and killed somebody, and they they were like, "Well, the stand your ground law didn't apply for her." But in other cases, we've seen where they've applied this stand-your-ground law. And the first time I heard of this was the Trayvon Martin situation. That's the first time I had heard about it. But that yeah, being it was said, black, going back to – well, who was it? Who was attacked and her husband. Yeah, he, he came into the house. I think he broke into her house, and um, he attacked her, and she shot him in the garage. And um, yes. they told her that she yes. couldn't mm-hmm. please stand your ground. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I need to follow up on that story. I, don't, I think she's still in jail. Um, so that being said, do you think we've made any headway? Because protests are real. Once people started protesting, they brought this guy, and, you know, they brought him into custody. Do you think had people not stood up that this guy would still be walking around free today? Oh, well, no. I mean, if they didn't stood up, if they hadn't stood up, that um, again, it's it's the it's the problem with the country, right? Is that it's hard to convict white folks of killing black people, no matter what it is, mm. even when whether they're in the right or wrong. White supremacy is playing through us because that bias lives in us. It we can go back to you know why on television shows black people are always demonized, especially black men. And then why now the only people who, and and I know black women are still demonized, but that's why there's a lot of interracial stuff on television now kind of thing to ease ease that. Yeah. Black men are Mm -hmm. always at the bottom of that pool. So anytime a white person says, I was scared for my life, a jury would be like, okay, I understand. Because that's all we Mm -hmm. see is dangerous black people. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to even convict them in a system that demonizes black men no matter what happens across the board. So you can be innocent and say, just like the police officers, right, you know if it's 50 policemen and they shoot an unarmed man and they use the excuse, I was in fear of my life, you know that still works, right? It's like it was 50 of y'all and you killed him, and it's like, oh, yeah, I was scared. Or the woman, who was the woman who said taser, taser, taser and shot the guy? There were two mm-hmm. police officers restraining him when she pulled her taser. Why would she even have to pull her taser? So the issue is, it's like we can't, we, there's no justice in the system for us because we're so demonized still till a day so much that in white folks' head that black people are always a threat. If you're smart, you're a threat. If you're homeless, you're a threat. If you are working at a nine-to-five, you're a threat. No matter where you are as a black male, 
you're always a threat to white people. So it's easy to sell in the media that there must have been something wrong. It's like I always object to you even saying that that guy was a Marine. We don't give a damn that he was a Marine. But what happens in white folks' mind, it's like, oh, well, he served the country. Couldn't have been bad, right? <laughs> but when it's black people... Jerome right? is right. That's, Jerome right, is right. Because when, right, so when Trayvon Martin had, they was like, oh, he smoked weed, and he got killed. <laughs> right? Like, so mm-hmm. they're throwing these tags in there that is actually playing on your mind. It's a perspective, right. but they're doing that to demonize and to make certain people superheroes. Oh, this Marine right. came out to save the day by killing mm-hmm. this black dude we were scared of. Good point. That's a good point. That's a damn good point. Uh, you know, uh, Vanessa... Once again, this young man, uh, people said that he was being disruptive on on, on the subway, and, and that's, you know, okay. I mean, I, I see this stuff all the time. But that doesn't give a person a license to kill. And the fact that two other people assisted him. Now, I'm not, gonna sure, I'm not sure what's going to happen to the other two, uh, but I think you heard some people in the video saying, okay, hey, let, you know, he, let, him, let him go or whatever the case may be. But to put that chokehold on him like that, um, to try to subdue him, um, there's no excuse. And the fact, I think what makes, I think what really uh, rubs people the wrong way is the fact that they question him and they let him go. It, it is similar to the situation that happened with the guy who shot and killed the young brother, the young 16-year-old who knocked on the wrong door. Police questioned him and then they let him go, but it wasn't until people started raising hell that they decided, okay, we need to go back and take care of this. So I guess if we had to, if you had to paint a picture or if there was a justification for people to get out and, you know, be active and let their voice be heard, these are two examples of if people had not have gone to the streets, if people not have protested and, and, and did the, all those types of things, we may have, we may have had a different result. We can sit here and say what we want about, you know, the cops killing black folks. But I tell you this, you know, here recently, a lot of um, they're getting arrested more. Now, they may not be spending time in jail, but they are getting arrested. Where before, they would just walk away free. So give me your thoughts on this whole thing. And and, um, do you think that we're making some progress in the right direction? Let's see if I make a comment. Okay, you must be standing by the window again. Okay. Your phone is breaking up, baby. Yeah, she's under underwater or something. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, yes, it's working. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm moving. It's raining and people are beeping me. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, so this is my thought on it. He should not have put his hands on that man at all. At all. I mean, people always want to jump in and feel like they're saving the world and, and then use that as an excuse to put harm on a black man. But this is my thought as far as the charges go. Jerome, please don't eat me up. Oh, here we go. At this okay. point in the game, yes, they should have charged him with murder. But in this day and time, me, I'm just grateful that he got charged for anything. I'm just grateful that he got charged with anything because so many of them are walking away and they're not getting charged with anything. 
Remember the little boy who was playing at the park with the fake gun and the man killed him? And didn't that Jameer happen Rice. to him? Jameer what happened Rice. to that man? Then what about the man who shot the man who was running and shot him in the back? And the man was running away. But he said he feared for his life. And nothing happened to you. He, well, well, he did so, get charged. You're talking about the cop in okay. North Carolina. He did get charged. Yeah, yeah he okay. went to jail. You know he, what? Yeah, he, he ain't go to jail for no long period of time, y'all. And I look at the white woman who went to the other man's apartment or whatever and shot him in Dallas, I think. She out of jail. Is she out? She out of jail. I know she went to jail. Yes. I thought she had yes, to she's out. So what I'm saying is even if yes, they go out. to jail just to appease the black people, they're not doing the amount of time that the black people are doing for minor stuff, like the woman who is in jail because she changed the address to send her child to a better school. Hell, if that's the case, I should have went to jail because I sure did it. So I'm just saying, yeah. it's, I don't think where it's getting that. any better. I don't. I just think they're just trying to appease us a little bit so we won't be protesting and burning stuff down. Mm, that's right. my thought, though. Mm. I agree with that. Well, well yeah. I don't know why you think we're Jer- Jerome would disagree with that, but but uh, but you know you brought up a good point. I mean, you're right about the 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 young lady who changed. Uh, I remember that story. I'm not sure where she is now. Newsflash: I did not know that cop who killed. Um, um, I can't remember the brother's name. Walked into the wrong apartment and shot and killed him. And I remember everyone was so, oh my God, because mm-hmm. his brother came and and said, hey, you know, can I have a hug? And everybody thought that was the moment that broke the internet. And I didn't know she was free. That's that's uh, that's a newsflash for me. Yeah, hey, I, I heard some. I heard some the other day as, as to that too. That's why. That's why I was like, yeah, I heard that. I don't think I, it was on the news story. I heard that she got out. Hell the the, 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 the the guy that, that stormed the Capitol because he had food allergies, the one that wore the horns, he got out of jail. He had five years to do. He needs to spend a year in jail. So let's, let's, just, let's just be honest about it. You, you know, look, man, this, this this is not set up for us. Like what you probably say, it's just us. When they're talking about it, they, they're talking about us. Look, how many of us could have choked out a man that and that all he did was was was, was he disrupted. So so you you choke him out. Now if I'm a black man, I'm on the train and I choke a white man out. You think they're gonna talk to me and let me go? Right. Yeah. The first thing they're yeah. they gonna do, I don't care if I was a marine or not. They're gonna look at my history and say, oh, he did this, 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 and this, and this, and this, yeah. and, and and he did this, and hey, he's a bad yeah. person. Get him. Take him to jail yeah. right now. If I had choked a white man out on the train uh, and trying to be a hero, they would have took my ass yeah. right to jail. Well, that's the same thing, so, though. It's the same thing as if, you know, you, they talk about how long guns are, are, are uh, you know, they're legal to carry in Texas. Let some brother be running around. Let some brothers run around downtown Houston with some, some AK-47s or some long, man, please. Dude, uh, that, HPD that, that all over. In, that was proven. I, I can't remember the town, but it's, it's a video out there. They had one white guy walking down the street with a with a uh, with a uh, AR-15 and a black guy. They immediately pulled their guns out and was like, "Hey, you know, get on the ground, get on the desk." And then the white guy came in and said, "Hey, man, why are you carrying it?" They talked to him. This is what they yeah. do, man. 
So yeah. when it, you it, talk about there's no yeah. racism in this country, it's that, 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 look, it's prevalent. And it's not going anywhere. So for people that say it's say not, that. It, 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 it's not getting any better. It, it's just it's just hidden better now. That's all. I don't know if it's hidden better. I think I disagree with that statement, but we can talk about that on the other side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time for part two of Marietta Music Corner. We'll be right back. The keep it rolling. We still got thirty minutes left, folks. Come on back. Online radio at its best. When I was pregnant in jail, I thought I was going to have a baby and the baby would never be with me, but I was acquitted a month and three days before Tupac was born. I was real happy because I had a son. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the street. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Spending from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Dead tears with my baby sister Over the years we was poor and another little kid And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong We blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who's thinking elementary Hey, I see the penitentiary One day Running from the police That's right Mama catch me put a wolf into my backside and even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there. He passed away and I didn't cry. Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless. But all along I was looking for a father. He was gone. I hung around with the thugs. And even though they sold drugs, they showed a young brother love. I moved out, started really hanging. I needed money of my own, so I started slanging. I ain't guilty, cause even though I sell rocks, it feels good putting money in your mailbox. I love paying rent when the rent's due. I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you. Cause when I was low, you was dead for me. You never left me alone because you cared for me. And I could see you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. Just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone Trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Me. And 
don't even know I act crazy. I gotta thank the Lord that you made me. There are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me. And all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on. There's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. Happy Mother's Day to all the foxy ladies out there. Welcome back. 347-850-1272. It is the serious side on a very special Mother's Day edition of the show. I want to say what's happening to all those ladies out there. So either, even if you never had children, I'm pretty sure you were a mother figure to some damn body. So happy Mother's Day to you as well. Let's say good morning to the crew. What's up, Miss Vanessa Mae Belly from the Macadelli? Happy Mother's Day. Good morning and happy Mother's Day to the Mother's 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 uh, you have to stay tuned, but you know, just more news, more news and information. That's all we got today. Okay. Well, all right. There you go. We can't wait to hear that. Coming up at the top of the hour on the need to know basis with that guy, Mr. Jerome is free. The man gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you and uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and uh, happy Mother's Day, Vanessa. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, Kathleen. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Momo B. Uh, happy Mother's Day, uh, Rich Sister. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Mary and the Music. And Mary and the Music, that first song was by the Intruders, and it's called I Will Always Love My Mama. And the last song is by the late great Tupac Shakura called Dear Mama. And happy and, and, and good morning, my brother Hawkey. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Yes, sir. Still, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to the people in the chat room, sir? If it's Mr. Covino, man, been there with us, sir. It's awesome, man. My dog, what's that? I got some stuff to read from him too. 
Oh, good, because I don't. Yeah. I still haven't fixed that that other thing. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, um, happy Mother's Day to you too, uh, real dear. He forgot about you, but I know. You know, sometimes you got that rhythm going, and she has to add something to it. It kind of throws it off. But that's okay. I mean, happy Mother's Day to all of our ladies, friends, and family of the show. Now, before the break, and how much time we have? You know what? I don't have time to get into it. Uh, I wanted to, because I made a comment before the break, and I wanted to follow up with it. But don't worry about it. We'll talk about it. Maybe if we have time on the back end, I'll bring it up during our final comments. In the meantime, let's get back to the show. Online radio at its best. Families of the victims killed in last year's mass shooting at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, are suing multiple social media companies in connection to the attack. Sunday marks one year since the deadly incident. It's the worst mass shooting in the city's history. A white gunman traveled to the neighborhood and killed 10 black people. The group says social media played a role in radicalizing the shooter. The suspect has since pleaded guilty to 15 counts, including domestic terrorism, first-degree murder, and attempted murder. He was sentenced to life in prison for the attack. You know, today is just one of those anniversaries that you do not want to celebrate. Wish we never had to talk about it, but today, one year ago, a white supremacist walked into a uh, grocery store in Buffalo, New York. Shot and killed 10. Shot and ki- shot so many people, but 10 of those people died uh, as a result of their injuries, and it's just a sad day. You know, and this kind of plays into the comment. I guess I will bring it up here. Uh, what I said before the end of the break, Mr. Elias said, you know, well, nothing's changed. Racism is just well hit. I, I disagree with that statement. I, I think it's out there. I think Donald Trump has provided cover for these people to react the way they have and that they do. And so today is one of those days that, once again, wish we never had to talk about it. Wish I never knew anything about tops, anything like that. But it's a conversation that we have to have because we have to make sure we watch out and look out for our own. So, Jerome, once again, man, you get a double-decker here because this happened uh, in your area. Uh, talk to me, man. Talk to me about commemorations, uh, celebrations today. And just give me your thoughts, man. And I can't remember if you knew someone uh, that, um, you know, that was uh, a part of that whole thing. Uh, just, you know, give me your thoughts, man. I want to yield the floor to you on this, uh, this uh, solemn uh, anniversary today. Yeah, you know, that stuff is uh, difficult for me. I, I try not to. I know as a matter of our humanity that we have to respect, you know, when people pass away and things like that. But remembering that only brings up the fact that we have um, those threats to our community. And every time someone blacks threats to our community, especially when it comes from from, um, young white folks, not just the old ones, but just the young ones doing that, then, you know, nobody wants to hear it. We're so... You know, we have to suppress things like that when it comes to that because we we really don't talk about it out loud. But I think we still need to deal with, you know, I still believe that all white folks after certain, you know, probably in about elementary, junior high age need therapy because we we can't do anything as a community to stop people from hating us and doing um, all of these, you know, having hate groups and, and um, committing these kind of atrocities, we can't do that. It has not worked throughout history. It is all on them. They're programmed to look at the world a certain way, and they need to take some right. responsibility for it. So anytime 
you know, stuff like this comes up for me, it puts me on a defensive to say what we need to do to stop those things. It's not to pray. It is not to do anything to work with those communities. My response is that we need to be aggressive to protect our children and our families. And um, so, but I do really kind of, you know, empathize with everything that's going on for the, you know, and having the commemorations, but we really need to take this time also to reflect on how we need to, you know, act as far as our posture is concerned from threats that's coming external to our community. We need to really deal with this. Yeah, well said, man. And, you know, Mr. Elias, you know, once again, it's just one of those days that you don't want to talk about. Well, we want to celebrate the lives of the people who were lost. Uh, We want to bring attention to things like this because, you know, obviously, you know, as a member of the media per se, uh, you know, we have to make sure that our own are taken care of and, and our needs are being addressed. And so when people send us comments about, you know, being angry black people and all that stuff, you know, you always tell people just change the damn channel. Because at the end of the day, right. the reason why we have a black, we have a Miss Black America contest is because we weren't being acknowledged in uh, the the Miss America contest. You know, the reason why BET came around is because we weren't getting that type of airplane and stuff like that on MTV. So stop it. We have to create our own uh, space to honor our own because y'all won't do it. So don't sit here and look at us crazy because we're trying to make sure that we cover and stay on top of things like this. So give me your thoughts, man, on, on this solemn uh, uh, anniversary. And, uh, and you know, some people today will be celebrating Mother's Day for the first time without some of the folks that were killed uh, in that just horrific shooting a year ago. Just, I mean, it's just tragic, man. I mean, I'm like Jamal on this, man. At some certain part of time, you know, you've got to, 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 to be held accountable for your actions. And for you to act like there's nothing wrong and don't see the differences that, in, in, in society, this man went hunting for black folks, man. Yep, yep. And, 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 and he shot and, shot and killed him. And hey, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a person for death penalty, but in this case, I'm making exception. His ass should have been shot, and each one of those people that that he shot, one family member should have took a shot at him, and, and up close and personal, and shot him and and, and abused him. I'm, I'm, I, hey, man, I'm, I'm for that. They should have somebody, the last person that got the shot should have shot his, blew his brains out. So the other people should have shot him in his arms, legs, and just shot him anywhere they wanted to, as long as he kept living and punished him. That's how I feel about it. You want to play that game? Yeah. Let's play it. Let's go. Do you yeah. and, and, and play that game. You did it. Yeah. You had no remorse. Now, now i got to take care of you for the rest of your damn life with my taxes. Nah, take yeah. his ass out. Take him out and take, take care of him. Do, do you. Wow, you know that's uh, you know wow, man. I I, tell, I wish we would have, I wish we had more time because I definitely have some comments on that, man. Wow, because I know, and maybe this is one of those. Maybe I'm grateful that I can't, you know, I still haven't fixed, 
big said software program that can reach I, out and I pull information. Care what anybody say. I don't well, care. I know we, we I come really on, don't. come on, we don't care. But but at the end of the day, I would love. I bet your folks is with ape doo doo behind some of those comments. But you know it is what it is. I'm still working on that, by the way. So just give me time. I'll fix it. Uh, Vanessa, if you're back, uh, give me your comments uh, on uh, on today and and you know you know and how you know just reflections on on a tragic day in African-American history when it comes to the killing of our people because of the color of their skin. I'm uh. here, and it just sickens me. And I'm, you know what, I guess people are going to be like, she just got such an attitude. I'm just so sick of every time we have a Sunday show that something that happened to somebody that we're discussing it. It's yep. just ridiculous. I'm I just, mean, it, it is. It is, I, and I understand. Sometimes, you know, words can't explain it. Sometimes the fewer words, uh, the, the, the more the, the message is resonated. And on that note, we'll step out take our final break of, this, of the show. North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper has vetoed legislation that would ban nearly all abortions in the state after 12 weeks of pregnancy. He vetoed the bill during a rally yesterday. The move sets up a test for North Carolina's Republican-controlled General Assembly. Republicans are expected to hold an override vote. Known as the birthplace of aviation, Ohio is also home to the world's biggest and oldest military aviation museum, which marks its 100th anniversary this week. Anna Weingartner of Member Station WBXU reports. The National Museum of the United States Air Force near Dayton, Ohio, turns 100 on Tuesday. Curator and historian Doug Lantry says it started as a technology training collection for engineers after World War I. The collection grew here and so did the museum. It eventually became so big that it was impractical to move it anywhere else. Today, the museum is home to thousands of artifacts documenting military aviation history, including hundreds of aircraft like the Memphis Bell and the B-29 boxcar that dropped the atomic bomb on Nagasaki, Japan. The museum reports it averages a million visitors each year. For NPR News, I'm Tana Weingartner. Uh, Authorities in western Canada say they've already seen an increase in fire activity due to a heat wave in the region. Dozens of wildfires are burning in Alberta. A state of emergency has been declared, and the fires have forced evacuations. National Weather Service says a high yesterday in Portland, Oregon hit 93, breaking a record set in 1973. A heat advisor remains in effect through tonight for much of the western parts of Oregon and Washington State. This is NPR News. You are the public in public media. Your support, whether you donate to your local station or sign up for a program like NPR Plus, makes it possible for us to uphold the values of journalism no matter what. If you haven't already, check out the NPR Plus version of podcasts like this one and get more from the shows you love. Learn more at plus.npr.org. Folks, what's happening? Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there once again. We appreciate mamas. And it's time, folks, for our final thoughts. But before we get to our final thoughts, Ms. Elias has some words from one of our favorite people. Man, Kabita Man has been here a very long time. And I hope, you know, at the beginning of the show, Vanessa announced uh, that, you know, she's feeling like Abe Lincoln and she's going to let us have some of her valuable property in, in uh, Las Vegas. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe we could coordinate this. I would love 
uh, love to meet Kavita. So I don't know if that's something that could happen. Uh, we've had the privilege of meeting some of our listeners, and man, I tell you, what a joy it is when I get a chance to sit down and talk to folks who have been a part of this family from afar. So if we can make that happen, hopefully we can make that happen. But Mr. Elias, you have final thoughts from the man himself? Yes. Karina Man says that the majority of white people are white supremacists, and he says there are also at least 10% of black people who also believe in white supremacy, too. Claire Thomas. Excuse me. All right, thank you for those comments, uh, my main man, Mr. Kavina. <laughs> on that note, it's time for our final thoughts. And our mother, our big sis, the one and only Nessamay Belly from the Macanelli, give me your final thoughts on your day. My final thought is when I told, I text and said, I'll be right back. My daughter yes. walked in with this huge bouquet oh. of mixed flowers with roses. And if people on my Facebook page haven't noticed, I love fresh flowers. Just love them. Yes. And so that was just so special. I told her the only thing I wanted today was for her to spend the day and go play bingo with me, and I'll eat at bingo. And she's like, no, you can't do that. You know, that's what makes me happy. It's just the simple things. And so for her to do that, you know, it's just, it just it, I just feel honored to be her mother. So um, oh, wow. happy Mother's Day to everybody who is listening. And for those of you that have met my child, y'all know she is a jewel. And she does anything that she can to make her mom happy. And so I'm just most appreciative uh, of her and, and something else. She's the one who helps me to watch the dog while I'm gone so much. And she's the one who transports the dog to the doggy hotel when she gets out of the dog. So I am blessed and I am grateful. And no, I don't have a, but one child and I got a step and I got step grand, but I don't have any biological grandchildren. So, but Jessica is just a jewel to me and I'm so grateful to have her. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. I'm on my way to church. I'm a continuing to the country. And yes, Jay and Love, y'all need to get with whoever y'all want and tell me how much space y'all need, and I can make that happen. I'll be there July 17th to the 21st, so you can make it happen. Okay. Ooh, okay. look at you. I see you, my queen. Happy Mother's Day to you. Safe travels to church. Stay dry because it is wet up in this piece. Until hey, yeah. look, until you tell your baby, tell your baby she needs to get busy. She needs to get that grandbaby for you. Tell her to get busy. <laughs> that grandbaby for you. So uh, appreciate you. Love you so much. Yeah, all right. Love you. Uh, love, love you too, man. Smooches. All right, so the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, man, the floor is yours, man. Final thoughts. You know, um, I actually, I, happy Mother's Day, everyone. But, you know, you threw me because I didn't give you any teasers for the for the show. And when you said yes. that she should have a baby, I wanted to let y'all know that Robert De Niro at 79 is having another baby. So, <laughs> away from, what? Yes, Whatever yes. you do, keep yes. your daughter away from Robert De Niro. He's still pretty fertile. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm always in the game. That's all I want to say. I'm out. Black uh, <laughs> uh, Jerome, uh, uh, I'm, I'm yes, wondering if it's a black woman. I'm wondering if it's a black woman. Because you know he got to take a black woman. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Is, is I his wife black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. he has to be his he wife, there, Mister Elias, unless he's cheating. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. She's divorced from her. So yeah. I don't know who oh, the okay. new one is, but again, yeah. he's still in the game. So don't hey, mm-hmm. Robert Dell. <laughs> I know. I know. I've done a story about this before, but. I'm just saying, but y'all start saying y'all too old to have children. Uh, Robert De Niro's still out there, and Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stevie had one not too long ago. Oh my God! All right. Wow, that's, uh, I want to say that some, on Mother's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet you Robert. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel some type of way about that, but I guess I'll leave those thoughts uh, at, at another you time. Tell us, man. Yeah, right. (laughs) Billy S. Man, your final thoughts, brother. Look, folks, if you got your mother, go out and celebrate them. Because you know what? Ain't nothing like having your mother here to talk to her. I don't care, man. It's just just something special about a mother that, uh, man, this day, you know, you should always celebrate your mother. Just don't wait till Mother's Day. But, hey, man, on this day, just go celebrate your mother. Love on her, hug on her, and let her know how special she is to you. But you should let her know that every day. But if you got your mother, just just appreciate that. All right. And I want to say uh, a very special, happy, heavenly Mother's Day to my mama, Miss Vera Morris, a woman that uh, went out of her way to accept me as one of hers, uh, one who loved me as much as she, but she probably didn't love me more than those clowns that she had as her own sons. But I tell you what, I was a close she damn second. I know that for a fact. She uh, did. Love her to death. Love her to death and miss her every day. And I want to also, man, you know, I tell you, I didn't want to get emotional about this, but my goodness, my mother, Miss Dorothy Nevels. Uh, I think everyone knows in the show that my mom suffers from dementia. Um, you know, she's. The, the last few years have really been difficult, but they've also been special in a way because it's given me an opportunity to spend just a lot of quality time with my mom. And, and uh, you know, like Mr. Elias says, you know, when, when your mother's, when you have an opportunity to hug up and love on your mother, you know, please take those opportunities. And I don't take it for granted because I know my brothers here on the show, they lost their mothers and 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 the one that gave you birth, the one that gave you life, the one that brought you into this earth, the one that nurtured you, the one that made sure that your tie was on straight, the one who made sure you clean your ears, the one who made sure you took your baths properly and met with your teachers throughout the years. The burden that mothers have on them is something that, you know, you can never repay them for. You just try to pay it forward, and you try to do the best you can with your children, and you try to make sure that the things that your mother emulated and instilled in you, you pass those on to your kids. And so I just want to take this opportunity to tell this woman who gave me life, who gave me birth, I want to say, Mama, I love you unconditionally. And I just tell you, I just, you know, and the fact that she still remembers my name and and all these different things is a blessing for me. And, you know, I had a long conversation with her yesterday, talked to her, and, yes, she has dementia. And, you know, some of these things I have to repeat over and over again, but that's okay. As long as I have that conversation with my mom, it's what's important to me the most. I love you, sweetie, and I'll be talking to you later on today. And on that note, Mr. LES, man, um, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. Go kiss your mother. Go love on the folks that love you. And uh, and if it is Sunday, if we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. 
God bless you all. Take care. Be safe. And coming up next, on the Need to Know basis, my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies. Dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly do... Do the flag of the United States of America. Folks, you know what time it is. It's time for On a Need to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what is going on? What do you have for us? Because we've been missing this show for last few weeks. Talk to us, man. What's happening? No, but in in honor of you, Jay, and your, and um, what do you call the Powerhouse Sports? What is that your sports show? Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio. Yes. Yeah. Since you don't get a chance house. to do that much, right? I just wanted want to give you a sports story to tell you that you know um, Phoenix fired Monty Williams, their head coach. They did. They fired him today after the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh wow. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, I mean he was only there four years, I think, but they just got Durant like two weeks ago, <laughs> so they just lost and they fired the black dude. Anyway, oh wow! So they're going in a different direction, and um, oh, you know wow. the WNBA held their first ever game in Canada, and it sold out on Toronto yesterday. Oh wow! So, yeah, WNBA's back in oh. season, so I know, I know. Know what you thought about that? Because I know with the Brittany Griner stuff, we didn't talk about that at the show. That she's back and all of that hoopla yeah. on that side. And out of sports talk oh, radio, wow. I thought I'd start off those sports. Oh well, I yeah. appreciate that, man. You know, I used to love doing powerhouse sports talk radio. You in the house, powerhouse sports uh-huh. talk radio. <laughs> but you know, I mean, if you don't mind, oh. sir, can we take a few more minutes to talk about the NBA uh, playoffs? I mean, uh, yes. You know, I. <laughs> I, I know you're a hater of LeBron, so we're gonna put that out there. I'm not see, 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 that's not fair. That is not fair. I, I what like he him. does, what, no, no, uh-huh. what he does off the court is phenomenal. I, I like him as an individual. What I don't like is what's happening on the basketball court because every time he wins a championship, people want to talk about he's the greatest. He'll never be the greatest, as far as I'm concerned. You can't go four and ten right. in the finals and be the greatest. You can't. Yeah, but. Yeah, but can you go, like, to the final 16 years in a row and be, <laughs> be the greatest? Well, okay, well, then like, Jim Kelly's the greatest then, right? Because he went to four Super Bowls and lost them all. I mean, you come on. You, you, when you oh, get there, you got to um, get there and finish. Oh, I'm sorry, Drew. I mean, I didn't right. My bad. Right. My no, bad. I, I'm hey, I'm saying that <laughs> there's a difference of teaching your kids win at all costs. But LeBron... At 38, his body has held up. He's played in dang near every game. And he's taken more first-year coaches to the doggone NBA Finals than probably in the history of basketball. It is oh, not man, their coaches. Stop, dude. I'm this just, guy is running you to lose. super. Oh, man, stop, Jerome. No, no. Stop this nonsense. He, he took more bum teams and more inexperienced coaches to, to the Finals. That's all I'm saying. How many? LeBron, how many? Fred, One. He only took one, mean, one in Cleveland. One in Cleveland. No. That's it. Jerome, stop no, this, man. No. Jerome. Went, no, what? Wait. 
Well, not, I'm sorry, not first-year coach, but I'll just say, like, Tyron Lue ain't never been there when he coached. Oh, and oh, then he went with LeBron. Okay. Then who was the you guy, said, Mike Brown? You, the guy you said bum teams. He only had one team that he legitimately carried. Every place else, what? he was a but. Look, I, oh, man, stop this. I, oh, my God. No, no, no. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm getting your pressure up. I'm saying when oh. you got older. Right. No, I'm saying what? as you got older, of course, Miami had a couple of superstars. But but the other team, the teams that have been around him, those guys are not superstars. He had to wait Neither was John him. Paxton. Neither was Craig Hodges. Neither was freaking Bill Cartwright. Oh, man, stop yeah, this, man. Stop, Rodman, stop this, Rodman was You know, Rodman, Rodman went to more. Well, wait a minute. Just get this. Rodman went to more in um, finals than anybody. Because then he go with um, San Antonio, and he went with the Bulls. He went and, the Lakers well, to, oh, my God. He went the Lakers. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm just saying, as a role player, Rodman was oh. really good as a role player. He didn't have to be a superstar. Oh. So you oh, can't discount hurts. the fact that that dude led the lead in rebounding. I didn't right? discount anything. I'm just. Oh, so. I'm saying, like, I'm not talking about oh. craziness. I oh. am just saying, Rodman went oh. with Detroit, with, with, yeah. with the Bulls, San Antonio, went with San Antonio. Chicago, went with the Lakers, yeah. too. Yeah. And who else? Yeah. The Lakers. Yeah. Who's the Lakers? Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he, they, you can still have some good role players around you and go. That's all I was, that was my point. Is that oh. it's, the, it's the role players that kind of make that too. I'm not saying Mike wasn't great. I, I liked Mike back in the days. I really Ooh. did. I'm just saying Ooh. I can't. I can't side um, Le- LeBron's accomplishment. And now he has some really good role players around him, which which before he didn't. It required him to score 50, and now he just he's just a good player. He scored 50. Jerome, stop this no, man. No, stop saying. this nonsense. Stop, Jerome. Stop, man. Please stop. Oh, I'm getting. Oh. Wait, Jay, oh, you didn't God. hear me. I'm I getting Back in the days, it would require him to score 50 to play, like, to be in those games. Like, when he played at Cleveland early on, they shouldn't have been anywhere near – they shouldn't have been anywhere near then um, going to the uh, to the finals. But it required a lot of lifting from LeBron, and LeBron's not that kind of player. He's not Kobe, and he's not Mike. He's not that kind of player. He's a different player. Why are you getting off? Why are you losing your breath? What's wrong with you? Man, I, I just, y'all, you people make this, oh, my God. Everybody, listen, LeBron James is a great player. I would take Kobe Bryant before I would take LeBron James. What right. are you saying? Because Kobe, Kobe is the scorer. I didn't disagree with you. I said he's not LeBron oh. I said LeBron is not Kobe or Mike. He is not even George That's... Gerving. I'm okay. saying those dudes are scorers. Okay. Right. Right. I, I I play basketball. I I know the difference of a scorer and somebody who's a good basketball player. Like I don't think Isaiah gets the credit that he should. Isaiah oh, is a really. Ooh. No, I'm just saying Isaiah oh. Thomas. Oh, I when know he did Detroit, oh. you know, they had Dumars and all those guys, but it was really oh. his personality that drove that team. Oh, oh God. Oh, Lord, Lord, I, Lord heavenly Father Jesus, we all pray. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh, no. so say we're not gonna we're not gonna bring back your sports talk radio. I'm gonna tell you that right now because you're gonna uh, want okay, to fight. Okay, say yeah. Okay, fine. I'm leaving it alone. Maybe we should have a special no, edition for this. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs>
Oh my god! Wait a minute. So, okay. before, before I got us off track, you wanted to talk yes. about the uh, let's talk about the the NBA finals for a little bit. So no, no, who, no. I'm, who I'm, are you rooting for? Well, every yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say rooting? I wanted. Um, I always root for Golden State. I want. I like Golden State team. They just did not play yeah. well. They need well, a couple uh, more pieces. Well, that's not it. To me, that's not it. I mean, they live and die by the three ball, and the three ball wasn't falling for them. I mean, their, their guys were getting good looks. They just didn't hit the shots. If they didn't hit those shots, they'd have blew them out. I mean, you live and die by the three, and, and it, did, it did not happen for them. And so that's the reason why their ass is at home. And that's why I can't watch the NBA because it's all about, you know, shooting at the top of the key and shooting threes. I mean, the fundamentals of the game is gone. I enjoy female basketball more because they play below the rim and they have to execute. This nonsense they're doing in the NBA is hard to watch. I mean, look, I'm watching now because of the playoffs. But, I mean, I, right. you know, I, don't, on, watch. I, I don't watch I don't it watch anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, just, it's, cra- it's, it's hard to watch. I mean, you saw guys, I saw with Draymond Green pass up a perfectly good layup to kick it out. To, to Steph so he can miss a three-point shot. Come on, man. But what are we doing? And as a former basketball coach, it's hard for me to watch. It really is. But but when they were hitting, when they won all of those games, people were excited yeah. to see Curry throw up from three-quarter court and hit those shots. The, well, the bad thing about that, you can't teach kids how to play basketball with people shooting like that. Because yeah. you've been in the park where you had some gunning dude who who can't even hit the rim shooting from that yeah. far away. You're like, that's not a thing. <laughs> you can't teach basketball dude, like dude, that. Dude, my daughter is almost six feet, and she attends AU basketball and all this stuff. Every place, they're teaching these kids to shoot threes. I'm like, she is damn near six feet. That's tall for a female. Short and low post moves. What happened to playing right. down below the dang old Mendoza line, playing in the paint? The game is just gone. And so as a purist, it's hard to watch. Uh-huh. It really and truly is. It's hard to watch him play. And uh-huh. But remember when Steph Curry was at Davidson, he was to everybody. Ooh, man, you see this guy, this kid? Oh, he's, you know, he's Curry's son. And, you know, he, the, the game right. is just – and they – look, that's what happened to him. That's what happened to him. The Lakers were making threes, and they weren't. And so now LeBron – it's playing, you know, and I don't know who's going to win that series. I, I, you know, I, I don't because I don't watch NBA basketball like that, so I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. I hope the Sixers win today, but that's about it. Yeah, I actually want Doc Rivers to win, so I want the Sixers to win because people, again, just like he was, I saw his press conference where people were just pretty much saying, "Oh well, you know, Doc's lost X amount of finals games and this and that." He said, "Hey, yeah. it's a." You're not taking account of getting there on how hard that is, right? Yeah. People just kind of look at the end result and say, "Hey, Doc lost a good Doc ain't never Doc ain't step on the court, right? You can't you can't teach a player to not choke. Do you know what I mean? So when you right. when you're coaching the team, you can just motivate them to be the best who person that they can be, the best player that right. they can be. But you can't get out and play that game. So Doc. I like the way he kind of answered that, and it was kind of like Steve Kerr talking about Golden State. He says that the way Los Angeles is playing defense, they're pretty much the best defensive team in the league. You, 
You said with Curry missing all of those shots, it wasn't necessarily from him missing them. It's because they were dogging him all game. And by the time you're open to shoot a shot, you still think that somebody's closing in on you. So you're still kind of rushing your shot. He said it was better defense than what it than bad offense. And that's a good coach. I think yeah. when people recognize how that works, you're like, oh, he said there's things that we need to change. But their defense was just too too much for them. It wasn't the right. bad offense. Right, so, and, what you know, you, and what you said about Doc Rivers, I mean, that kind of falls in line to what we just talked about on our show. I mean, for example, what's going right. on in, in, in Pittsburgh? Those people want – they want Tomlin out of Pittsburgh because he has won he – he has won just as many championships as their beloved Bill Cowher, but they want him right. gone. He has never right. had a losing season in Pittsburgh, but they want him gone. Yeah. But we know what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, so even in the sports world, you have this nonsense where we have to we have to do ten times as better as our white counterparts because there's a spotlight right. on us. You have to put a damn rule in to make sure we even get interviews for jobs. Are you kidding me? Right. This is nonsense. Right. You don't even get like a um, any credit for just being good anymore. It's like no, we want right. to be better than we are. Like the criticism. Again, it's almost why I like Curry and, and, and those guys, and I want them to win. I never liked Steve Kerr. And the reason I didn't is because they fired Mark Jackson when they got good. Yeah. And they brought yeah. they brought Kerr, and it was like, if it wasn't for Kerr, I'm like, it was Mark Jackson that built that team. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say this about that. You know, you're right about Steve Kerr. And, you know, you have every right in the world to dislike him professionally like I do with LeBron. But I will say this about mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, and I, and I give him all the props in the world, him and my guy in San Antonio. When, when, when black police officers are shooting and killing, when white police officers are shooting and killing black folks, they use their podium to sound off about that. Steve Kerr right. is one of the few NBA coaches that are sitting there talking about what are we doing? Why are y'all killing these right. unarmed black men crying at the podium? Him and my guy in San Antonio. So, so yeah, right. professionally you may not like them, but I respect the hell out of them, what they bring to the table from a social standpoint. I don't even think I dislike him professionally. I dislike the, how they treated Mark Jackson, so I don't yeah. like Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? Right. It's one yeah, of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a lot of respect for Steve Kerr. And, and by the way, yeah. I don't know if the LES leave, is he there? He's still, he's. He's here, but he's uh, oh, he's, yeah, he's in and I, out. Yeah, he's. I yeah. saw his text. I saw his text saying Jordan said that uh, Isaiah was the second best guard he ever played against. But but oh. Isaiah used to beat Jordan down early on in his career, and he didn't like him. Well, well he's a, he's a hater. But, that he's a hater. That's what's wrong. That's why I don't like him. He's a hater. He's with the bad boys. He's a hater. He still hates on Jordan to this day. Stop it. Let it go. <laughs> You're lost. See, I was going to bring up that Jordan debate again. Jordan says that he yeah, don't yeah. have anything against Isaiah, but I but I forgot who it was who was commentating and said, well, how come he don't say that in public? Because <laughs> Jordan don't like him. Because <laughs> I never heard that either. Jordan tried to save yeah. yeah, Jordan tried to save face to be like, in private, he says that Isaiah is all right, but he does not like him because they beat Jordan down in his first, like, four years in the league. Like they beat him yeah, down, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? That changed. So guess what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah. you kept them at the end of their careers too. You got to remember. You oh, know, you know Rick what? Oh. No, no, Ooh, Rick Mahorn knows that was not the same. 
Larry Bird was so, laying on the ground with a back with back spasms by the time Jordan came in. He was like, "Okay, then we have to turn it over to Jordan." But again, again, I like Jordan. I mean, I wasn't anti-Jordan. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the opposite end, you know, I didn't like um, LeBron when he first came in the league for probably the first five or six years. I didn't know. I was not a LeBron fan. No, not at all. But Still not. I can acknowledge when I was wrong, and I'm like, nope, he's a great player. Right? So that's all. Never, I ne- never said Kobe. that. Huh? That's the guy. I said, never said he wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so it's, it's the same thing. Now, now the Knicks Fourth has end. a problem. So I don't know if you've seen any of the Knicks series, but I know oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was bad. Yeah. That, yeah, so outside of basketball, their owner needs to go. That's a whole other story. Well, true. But their owner well, yeah. needs to yeah, yeah. in that one. It's crazy. So, yeah. yeah crazy. It, those, and, and, they, and they can force these guys out because look what the, the, the commanders did to uh, Dan Snyder, you know, Daniel Snyder. You know, so at some point in time, you can force these guys out. Uh, except for Jerry Jones. I don't know how they can get rid of him. I don't think he's ever going anywhere. <laughs> but I've digressed. I, was, I, think that, I think the other owners have to vote you out, though. So that's why Jerry Jones yeah, is yeah, never going yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah, he ain't going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say he would have to pull a Donald Trump, but people won't even send that fool to jail, so I guess he can't do that either. <laughs> like, you can still have <laughs> Bad example. Bad example. Yeah, he was Please. a bad example. <laughs> I, it, the only example I had was the guy for the Clippers. Remember that guy? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so they forced him out, but it was because he was like 90. Like, he, I don't think he really had the power that he had. Like, he was just overtly racist. Like, so yeah. the league was going to yeah. revolt against them, opposed to Jerry yeah. Jones, who says, I'm going to fire anybody who protests Black Black Lives Matter or who kneels or who doesn't stand for the... <laughs> right? Like, he does stuff yeah. like that, which, which is crazy. And did you see, mm. see Phil Jackson said that, too? He doesn't watch basketball anymore because it's... Uh, you know what? Black don't get me started. On there. No, oh, dude, 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 trust me. What, 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 first of all, I don't like uh, Phil Jackson because of the exact same thing you said about Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson. See, that team was going to win regardless. They got rid of Doug right. Collins and brought this clown in. And then those comments that he made, oh, my God. I was, man, I was insulted by that. <laughs> I was right. insulted by it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. so I don't even know why insulted. anybody um, – so, so isn't that funny? Like, so how how um, black lives inter like it inter intermingles with sports, but white people don't like that to happen. So when white folks are like, "Hey, we want you to do your job and shut up. We don't care that you get beat down and get shot on the way to the arena. It, it, you exactly. need to come up here and exactly. Yeah, you need to sing and dance it, for the rest of us. Right? Yeah, and, we and need you know, to yeah, and then the thing is that they talk about this, you know, and then you, you're running outside town a blue ribbon around a tree because the police officer got shot. The bottom line is, is that how can you have a pro- how is that an issue for you? How can you sit and right. watch black people be killed unjustly right. and think it's not okay to bring that up? And when Phil Jackson made those comments, man, I just pushed him further down the list for me because I never liked him in the first place. And now he's he's falling into that uh, Rush Limbaugh status now and Tucker yeah, Carlson and all those clowns. I, I was going to say I never paid Phil Jackson any attention. 
until I started reading the stuff that he was saying. I'm like, where is this coming from? And, and you know what, what happens, Jay, is when people say things like um, that they can't be racist because they're around black people, like people like Bill Maher yeah. and stuff. Like that stuff, oh. I saw him sit with Michael B. Jordan the other day at the Laker game, and I thought, you shouldn't be talking to that fool. Just some of the stuff that yeah, Bill Maher says. Yeah. You know? I'm still waiting for a pay-per-view for Wayne Brady beating him down, though. I'm going to wait for that. <laughs> I think we should start an online position. <laughs> I don't know if you ever remember him saying this, but it was on um, Aisha um, Tyler's podcast that he said, I would okay. gladly whoop Bill Myers' butt in the middle of the street, but he's just going to sue me oh. and take all my money. Oh, so, yeah. No, no, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill Myers started talking stuff about Wayne Brady because people keep thinking Wayne Brady's soft or something. He was like, wait a minute, you don't know me. That was a black joke from, you know, from Paul Moody, right? Because huh? he's doing whose line is it and that kind of stuff. And it was yeah, like, you make yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. Gumbel look like Wayne Brady, whatever. So yeah. um, white folks pick up on those jokes and they think that there yeah. are black people who are soft. And sometimes yeah. it's like Hammer. Remember people used to think Hammer was soft? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Red yeah. Man I'm sorry to curse for the people. I know it's Sunday, but Red Man said, "Oh, Hammer whoop your ass!" Like that ain't really a thing. No, like, like people don't know that dude's Oakland, right? Because like, uh, so, he's doing Pepsi hilarious. commercials with big, big pants. You think he saw? Please, because he ain't rapping about killing. You still tear that ass you, up. Better keep it moving. Right, you still walk around, run around in them Hammer pants and stuff and dance and stuff. Don't think that black folks don't have no place. <laughs> You better ask some damn body. (laughs) You know, I was speaking to some college students about this um, a few weeks ago, and I I was Uh telling them that all basketball players, if they're really good, probably can fight. And they were like, why would you say that? And I'm like, if you play basketball and you're in an inner city or any place in this country, the bully, the bully who cannot play, is going to put an elbow in your chest if you're better than yes. him. Yes. Either you stop playing sports or you learn how to back people off you. But you cannot That's get that good at sports. Yeah, you can't get that good at sports if um, if you're better than the bully. So either yeah. you won't grow or you learn how yeah. to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was like, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing, people. Because you know, I see people yes. at arenas yelling at people at the end uh, of the bench. I'm like, they will beat yeah. your butt. You should play around with them. Hey, you better like, well, what, what did Ron Artez do? He said, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> he went up in the stands right. and started fighting, boy. Shit. And yeah. Russell Westbrook want to get, get, get to you, too. Oh, talk crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so some people think that it's their job and they should be more refined. I'm like, no, that's not a thing. Right? Yeah. You don't get to swell up against those guys because I've seen people go. I think Barkley was my poster child for this. His his wife <laughs> yeah. had a miscarriage. He had a miscarriage. And he had the yeah. baby's name written on his shoe or something. Or she gave oh. had a stillbirth, something. The baby died. Okay. And he had the child's name written on his shoe. And this guy yeah. in the stands kept yelling the baby's name out all game. Oh, really? I don't remember After that. The game, wow. Barkley Went in the stands, right at the guy, and said, "Say it again. Say it again." Oh wow! Like breathe. Like, yeah, oh, I remember wow. that. It was 
Barkley with the beat that, that dude. I don't remember that. Yeah, Charles right. is the man. People don't like him, but I like him. Right, but I, I mean, I'm no Charles. But I, don't, I don't like his philosophy on life. You know, he yeah. has a Steve Harvey. I'm just a country boy that just says stupid stuff thing going for him. That would be. That's not alleged. That's just from a Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm surprised that you brought him up because I'm like, I know how you feel about it. But okay, yeah. yeah. No, no, but I, I'm just saying, like, when you are playing a sport. People think they yeah. can take these athletes and think that they are pacifists, like that they don't have any edge to them. And I'm like, you cannot be that good at sports without yeah. pushing back. It's probably like, uh, you know, hockey players. Probably yeah. all hockey players can fight because you're going to either get your mm-hmm. teeth knocked out at some level of hockey because that's a part I of know. the game. People know, checking man. people against oh. the board. Now, I don't know why they give them a two-minute penalty thing and then send them back in. I don't know what that's all about. Because that could never happen with black people in sports. I know, like, right? I know. We can't calm down in no two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, try, it's, try it's such you, a part of the game. It's just crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Try, try that when you see um, two, two black folks arguing. Just be like, um, just take two yeah. minutes. They they called their cousins in two minutes. Like they gonna be back though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When they that come either. back, it's a I agree. That's a good point. You're, yeah, very, so, you're oh, very diverse in sports. Maybe I should have had you uh, on there as my, as my partner, man. We could have had them really roll it. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say we we've been you're more diverse. <laughs> You're, you're more diverse in sports than you led on. You know, it's like you talk. You just talked about how you look at people and say, yeah, you know, you don't want to mess with that guy because he can fight. You know, I never, you know, you're, you are, you are too in the sports. You wouldn't get that, though, if you just listened to you talk like, that guy, he's a nerd. Yeah, please. Rome is a gangster. That's why we called you Romy Rome on the Jay Ryle show. <laughs> don't let the smooth talk hey. fool you. Jerome will bust that ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, college basketball so to get that good at sports everybody knows this every that's not a, that's not a thing we all know somebody stick an elbow in you or run you into somebody's fence or something they play it outside will make you have an edge to you at some point or, or you're gonna run home crying so either way you're like i want to play no more uh, that, that he's point Dexter. That joke ain't no point Dexter. You catch Jerome in the wrong settings, boy. You gonna receive Jerome wrong. <laughs> gonna tap that hey. ass. <laughs> you better be quiet. <laughs> All I'm saying is that everybody has a slight <laughs> edge to them, and you cannot, you can't discount that. That's why people are scared of black folks. It's like you can sell that backwards. You can be like, well, he must have been threatening. It's like, no, not unless you did something to him. But the, don't. What, what did uh, that guy Dylan Brooks said? He tried to poke the bear. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. That ain't a thing. Oh, that poke no bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you know. Wow. I've oh. I've seen that movie too many times. You poke a bear if you want to. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people ain't come back from that. We've got a lot of retirees from poking a bear. <laughs> so anyway. Oh. All right. Fine. I guess, I guess we better do some news. My fault. I'm yeah, to take a yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, but no problem. Before, Every now and then good for the soul. Yes. Wait, so so did you see that um, the um, Washington Commanders, the old Redskins, $6 million, yes. they agreed to sell the, the Commanders for it, and Magic Johnson is part of the group that bought them. 
Oh, really? Yeah, so the guy Josh Harris is the, is the main guy, but Magic Johnson is in that group. So he is one of the Magic. owners. Magic Johnson and Josh Harris own the um, Washington Commanders. But, the, you know, Josh Harris owns the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, yeah, so I knew now that. He owns, yeah, he owns the Sixers and the Commanders along yeah, with um, Magic Johnson. Whoa! So, so look, look at Magic, man. So this guy is a L.A. Dodgers. Now, Dodgers, I yep. thought he had some stake. Does he have some stake in the Lakers or no? He had some in the Lakers, and I think he got out at some point. Yeah, the he, I, he still, I don't know. But, but, but he had the spark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I knew it was the basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He, he had some interest in the Lakers for a while. I think he kind of rolled that over, and he has the um, Los Angeles Park. So he has the NBA team. He has Major League. He now has football, and I think a Major League soccer team. So Magic yeah. diversifies himself all over the place. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Look at old Magic. Yeah, the the guy who had to give up the Clippers. One of his arguments was, "What are black people doing for other black folks?" Like. We don't know if Magic's helping out black people. And that, my thought was, yeah. we don't know if he's not. Right? Remember That's true. Having that argument. That's true. Now, that noise you hear is Mr. L.E.S. So, when you're not talking, sir, can you, like, uh, mute your phone? Because, God, I'm going to be driving somewhere. Good gracious. L.E.S. is doing his on the road. Good. Good God. Yeah, he's on the road. Listen to that. Oh, my oh. God. I'm going to mute this mic. Oh, there he is. He did it. Okay, great. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So, yeah. you know, also, yeah. I wanted to say that since we missed this um, this news story, um, Carolyn okay. Bryant, the woman um, who accused Emmett Till um, yes. of whistling at her, do you know she died? Yeah. Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah. I think we talked about that the week before last. She passed away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that we, because I had it on my news and I didn't talk about it in the news, but yeah, yeah. I wanted to say talk about that I can't do this. Yeah, I can't do this on the serious side. But uh, as I was talking about this to others over the last week or two, I think the consensus yeah. was that they should still take her to court, right? And black people get really? to rebury her. Yeah. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> the should be lit. If yeah. I if yeah. I could use that. In particular, it's gonna be lit for real. Yeah. So, yeah, we black people never get justice. We just like, oh, just deal with it. She already passed. We never get justice. Yeah. So, that would, yeah, that would. And I it. said that. Yeah. And, and I did say that on the serious side. I said, you know, people celebrate. I mean, she lived a whole life. Well, you know, but she lived. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, Johnny was here because Johnny said, well, yeah, but you know, the bottom line is, is that that she was tormented because of the fact that, you know, she had to live with that and people was always on top of her. I'm like, man, please, stop it. She, she right. lived since she was 88 years old. Right. So, so she had to... Go ahead. That argument says this. You have people who have lynched people, who have burned people, who have fed in line to take pieces of their bone home, who have sent postcards yeah. of in fires. You're expecting them to have conscience to live with it later. There ain't no right. torment for them. Right. Right. I'm, I'm sure that J- Derek Chavez, dude who choked out George Floyd, I'm sure 
if his butt wasn't in jail, then he would, I don't think he would lose a night of sleep, nope. honestly. Nope. Right? And he, and he recently appealed for a new trial because, yep. uh, and, and the Minnesota court rejected it, but he wanted a new trial over killing him while he choked him looking at people on camera like, what y'all going to do? And now he don't have no yeah. remorse. He don't want to be in jail. No. No. So, no, no. yeah, that that's a, that's a thing. So I think that, I, and I have to say, I just watched the movie Tell. Thank you, Amy, for that. A friend of mine wanted me to discuss um, the, the movie Tell and um, to do like a regular TikTok or some social media on it and talk about it. And as I watched yeah. it, it was really <clears throat> disgusting. She's going to yell at me because I know she's listening. Hey. Hey girl, uh, but th- it is really disgusting to watch the concessions that black people had to make in making that film. Because Whoopi Goldberg was one of the executive producers. The concessions really? that they made, yes, to make it palatable to white folks just to tell that story. For example, oh, they did. in the yeah, in the movie, they had some black folks holding Emmett Till down um, and putting him in the truck for the white folks. But in the regular transcripts of what actually happened, there was no black people with the two white people who took him. Oh, really? See, I, thought, see, I've, I always thought that there were there were other black folks that were uh, helping them hunt him down. That's oh, that's that's incorrect. Okay, no. I didn't know that. They didn't even have to wow. hunt him down. They went to the they went to the house and got him. Right, right. So well, that's just for me. So yeah. right, and so when when the two guys. Um, admitted to it after uh, doing a radio interview. I think it was a radio interview or television. But after they were found not guilty, then they spoke about exactly what happened. And the white dude's like, yeah, we went by, put a gun to whoever, threw him in the car, the back of the truck, drove around, couldn't find a spot. They described exactly what they did. But black folks had, but in that movie, it had to be like, oh, black people helped him do that. Oh, wow. It was really wow. weird. So I, I can't say, again, what it takes to make a Hollywood movie. You have to relieve white folks of white uh, of their own guilt. Oh, wow. So that's, that's crazy. Whatever it took. Avenue. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was that's crazy. crazy. That, that, yeah, that's, so, I, I did not know. Thank you for that information. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I won't go into it too deeply, but I, I'll... Um, because I'm going to get yelled at because we're not talking about this, but I was supposed to do a review on it. And um, it was my first time seeing it, and it was really hard to watch. And I ended up watching the whole thing. I was not planning on watching it, but it was interesting. Yeah, see, um, and I'm, and that's me. I'm not, you know, it's it's hard for me to, I don't think I can watch it, man. I, You know, my tolerance level, man, for some of this stuff, I watched the Macupation with uh, Will Smith. I watched that very good movie. But, you know, I'm, I'm just getting tired of watching these movies of, of us getting beat down. And I just, it's just hard for me to stomach, man. So I just kind of stay away right. from them. Right, because the movies that are made from Hollywood, even if you think that black people are doing it, it still has to reinforce white, reinforce white supremacy so that it has a notion that white folks had some good inside of them, right? So when you look at movies, it's like, nope, there's still a white savior in this. There's still a white, you know what I mean? Like, so it still has yeah. to have that element or it won't get funded. It won't get funded or yeah. financed. But, yeah, to like, prove your point, like one remember of the 12 new- Year Slave? Remember that? Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt was the guy yep. that, yeah, so you're right. That, that kind of proves your theory, yeah? Yeah, Solomon Northrup story. Now, um, so... 
one of the stories I was going to do today is um, they're remaking Charlie and the Chocolate Family Factory, right? The original version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was um, the Oopa Loopas, like the little orange men from the movie, right? Yeah. They were the pygmy folks. They were black. They were going to use black people because that's what's based on the actual story. But they thought it wouldn't oh, be politically wow. correct to use black pygmies in there. But it was that. And I think Charlie originally was black. So the kid who won oh, really? the golden ticket was originally black in that. Yes. In the original oh, wow. um, writings of it. But yeah, so they had to make it a white kid, put Gene Wilder in there, make the Oompa Loompas orange. Right? Like they, because they said it sounds, and the story was that they actually went and got a whole tribe to come over and they took care of them by helping them work in a chocolate factory, apparently. Just I thought that was Willy Wonka. Colonial stuff. Right, I but it's Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka, but they changed it. It is Willy Wonka. It's the oh. same story. Willy Wonka oh, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is Willy Wonka factory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you know the conservatives are falling out because they now are changing it to Charlotte in a Chocolate Factory. Because the oh. original book was Charlie in a Chocolate Factory, and then the movie was Willy Wonka. They made about Gene Wilder. But mm-hmm. it was Charlie who won the Chocolate Factory because at the end, Willy Wonka was giving the... I'm sorry, am I giving this away to the kids? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So at the Boy. end, <laughs> Willy Wonka... I doubt kids are listening, but go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, so... Apparently, there's a little outrage in the sphere uh, that they feel like it's, I don't know what they want to call it. I don't want to call it woke stuff, because I hate the fact that, I don't hate anything, but I don't like the fact that white folks misappropriate words. So woke yep. kind of means now to white folks that it has mm-hmm. something to do yep. with race or conscience. But to correct the record, woke has a lot more to do with you being conscious, not right. about race. Being conscious about it. It has nothing to do with sexism or whatever. It has something to do with truth, right? Yep. Awakening, being awoke, right? So mm-hmm. apparently the controversy is now the story of the boy who discovers the golden ticket in the chocolate bar has, you know, now being retold and they're casting a, a girl in that position. So it's going to be called mm-hmm. Charlotte in the chocolate bar. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. I don't think I care. But anywho. That's yeah, I'm with, you. I'm, with, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. Some, I'm surprised. There are some. I'm surprised. Uh-huh. Say what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No. I was going to say, there's just some fight that's not worth it. Like, I don't know why that is a fight. Who cares? It's it's fictitious anyway. Well, you know, and I was about to say that I'm wondering they're going to probably go eight due to the fact that now the, 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 the sister, there's a young black girl that's playing... Uh, the, 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 the Little Mermaid, so I bet you they're going to go berserk Mermaid, yeah. over that, too. Right. <laughs> Ariel, whatever right. her name is, yeah. 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 Yep. But, but I'm telling you, the way Hollywood treats black folks is still no better than it did in the 40s. And I know when people think of this, and they're going to say, that's not true. Black people are making a lot of money. Money does not determine equity. It really doesn't. Because yeah. there's apparently mm-hmm. a lot of money out there. So just because people make money didn't mean that they have any kind of equity. Like, I don't know if you saw the story that Monique sued CBS and Paramount over the millions of unpaid royalties that she had from the show to Parker. They stopped paying her. They still pay Parker on TV. Yeah. Yep. So 
she's saying that she has unpaid royalties uh, from that hit sitcom because it was a hit when it was out. From that yeah, sitcom, yeah. but they wouldn't. Pay, they're not paying her, so she sued Paramount and CBS. So what's the status? You know, of that? But, no, no, it's just that she she's it's suing. Just, oh, she, she just, just did it. Okay, all right. She just going, did going. it. Going, so, um, like okay. Ago, yeah. So okay. that's an ongoing case. But generally, all I'm saying is that whether it's your record company or whomever, I forgot who. Um, there was an artist that passed recently. That oh no, I'm sorry. Whitney Houston asked for uh, just before she died, asked for uh, um, what is an an audit of her own royalties, and she ended up dying. Oh, now wow. okay. she had bruises on her body, but they said she fell in a tub. How are you going to be in the tub and then fall while you're already in it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that that stuff gets a little shaky when you're talking. You know, Hollywood. You can have a lot of conspiracy theories, but some things just are. So, you yeah. know, when the Sony leaks came out and the woman who was running Sony was talking noise about Denzel Washington after he brings in over $100 million in the, in the equalizer. She's sitting there yeah. still cracking jokes, being racist and crazy. Wow. And so, yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, uh, we always have to, we always have to kind of guard against that, you know, like we said with, with, um, LES is that we have to guard against being the victims of racism or, or just oppression generally. And I know that's hard for some people, but um, did you see President Joe Biden is also getting slammed in the news today uh, about denouncing white supremacy as the most dangerous threat in the United States? He was at Howard University this Saturday, yesterday, and he said that uh-huh. And now everybody on the conservative media sites are saying, um, oh, he's, he's being woke. Like, like he's scared because he's around black people. So Joe Biden said that, um, that um, the Howard University students should stand up against poison, um, against the poison and white supremacy. And it's the single most dangerous terrorist threat in the homeland, in our homeland. And he said, I'm not right. just saying this because I'm at an HBCU. I say this wherever I go. He doesn't say that very loud right. or they don't cover it. Right. I, and I, I would think that Biden probably does say that and they just won't cover it. Right. They ignore that and keep going. You know. Yep. Oh, oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the FBI conducted raids on two Russian businessmen at um, their condo in Trump Towers in Florida. <laughs> so now... <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Right. Trump don't know no Russians. They all live in his house. They call it Little Moscow in Florida. It's where his Trump towers are. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, Trump is in the news for nothing nice. But um, did you talk about his, uh, you talked about that earlier, his his case with, um, that he just lost? Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, 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 with, yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the female, I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked. That was the first thing uh, on the show. Gee, there you go. There yeah, you go, okay. man, actually. Gene Carroll, yeah. Yes. So as I look at these at, at stories that came through this week, they're still like, okay, well, Trump is still out in the in the game. <laughs> just even havoc, yeah. and they're just pretty much saying, um, no, that's okay. Just look the other way. 
Now, yeah. I know this story happened a while ago, but you and I did not talk about this, and I don't think you talked about it in the show. But the Dalai Lama, who's 87, he apologized for kissing a young boy on the mouth during his uh, trip to India. Did you ever see that story? No, I did not see that story. Wow. Oh, my God. It was pretty disgusting. So there's actual um, some footage. I'm sure it's on YouTube, some really uncomfortable footage. I saw it um, a, a week or two ago. Um, where, you know, the Tibetan spiritual leader, Dalai Lama, invites a young Indian boy on stage doing a charity event, and he kisses the boy on the mouth and says, you know, can I hug you? And then as he was going, he said, no, listen. So he holds the boy's face and then kisses him and presses his forehead against him. And as the boy pulls away, the Dalai Lama says, suck my tongue and sticks his tongue out. The Dalai Lama. What? Yes. Oh, wow. 87-year-old stuck his tongue out and told the little boy to suck his tongue. Oh, boy. Wow. So apparently a week or two after, the office of the Dalai Lama apologized after it was outraged. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? The Catholic Church, the Dalai Lama. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. So in the same news cycle, this woman, 30 years old, she sued a Buddhist monk for raping her at a temple when she was 19. Oh, wow. And, yeah, the Dalai Lama told that boy to uh, suck his tongue like a lollipop. That was the quote from the Dalai Lama. It was a 10-year-old boy, by the way. Yep. So this woman in Oregon sued uh, an uh, influential Buddhist monk and a trusted mentor over the allegations of um, sexual uh, offenses, including rape and pressure to keep her, um, to keep an unwanted pregnancy. I think she had an abortion, but they they tried to force her to have this after she was um, raped by a Buddhist monk. I know, this is not an anti-religious show today, by the way. (laughs) It's just that that stuff happened in the news. And, you know, again, you know, my thought about that is that the news won't cover it to a degree. That right. they'll, they'll put it out right. there, but they won't cover right. it. Yeah. You know. So, wow. you know, oh, by the way, did you see that Arkansas came became the second state to ban people under 18 from using social media without ID or parental consent? I don't know how you get somebody oh. 14 to get ID. Whatever. Well, yeah, right, see, yeah. I didn't know that either, but once again, because... Just going run run amok, doing what the hell they want to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Arkansas joined Utah in improving uh, approving a new social media law that requires platforms to verify ages of new accounts. I don't know how they're going to do that. They said they no, have to get not. consent for parents under eighteen. Well, I think it's just going to be something that I think I don't think they I don't think they can. I think all it's going to be is the same situation that porn sites do. I, not that I have any experience in this, but you know, it's to say, are you over eighteen? Yeah. Yes or no? And I've then heard too. move forward. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard about them. Yeah, I just yeah. heard. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, somebody told me about it somewhere, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, because even that, I, yeah, I don't mean to turn the corner on that, but even that, I think that. Well, I don't know how it works because there's so much free stuff out there. I don't know that you have to give a license. Who would do that? Who would go to a website and say, here's my license number to verify my age? It's not a bank. Well, no one. <laughs> like, no one. I mean, that's just that's 
that's their way of just getting rid of it. That's their way indirectly just getting rid of it. And, you know, just, just getting rid of it because they know no one's going to do yeah. that. Come on, man, stop. They're not. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's hypocrisy at the highest level. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how you how you would do that, but so since you can't enforce it, here's the thing. So you look at some place like um, what does um, Elon Musk own? Twitter? No, Twitter. 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 So yeah. So you look at the stuff that they're doing, and soon as he gets there, they take out all the algorithms to stop white supremacists from joining Twitter, then invites Donald Trump back. And then at the same time, yeah. blocks black people from saying stuff. Like that's oh yeah, and guess what? what? I mean? And Tucker Carlson is going on there now to have a show on Twitter. Now, yeah. I don't know how the hell they're going to do that, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're, they're gonna. So so again, they they took the algorithm off. So now that you can say and do anything that you want to again, opposed to watching you know news that you know is not true. If right. I put something on Facebook um, about holistic healing, it'll say this is not verified. But racist people can go say racist things about people. It won't say, oh, this hasn't been verified. They'll send it out as news. So, yeah, you know, yeah. let, let me ask you now. something, though. Let, let me ask you about that, you know, because that's something that I've – I can see it from both ends. And what I mean by that is I guarantee you that the people who created Facebook and, you know, Twitter and all that stuff, or even, listen, people that are listening to this show from other websites, I tell people all the time it originates from Blog Talk Radio. If you know the origin of Blog Talk Radio, this is a platform that the guy who created it, he just created this for his family and he could keep his family and friends updated on the status of his father's health. And realize that, hey, let me turn this into – so I think they put these things together with no ill intent, but God dang it, right. you got a mo- – it's a monster now. Yeah. And so they can yeah. – you know, so how, so how do you monitor it? There's no way you can monitor everything everybody's putting out there on Facebook. Right, but once, so once you monetize it, but once you monetize it, there are algorithms like you can – when you go on Facebook, if you ever notice, right, if right. you watch a video, like a reel, mm-hmm. it will send you more comments. It'll send you more just content like, yeah. that's like the content yeah. that you just watched. Yep. So yep. that's a, that's a programming issue, right? So right. one of the one of the um, um, one of the college students that I spoke to recently uh-huh. at a seminar that I did um, at a retreat that I was at asked about okay. AI said, how does artificial intelligence work? And these kids are worried about artificial intelligence. And I said to and them... And it should be, I think. I don't, or no? No. Well, artificial intelligence was, will never be smarter than you. It will never. Right? So there are fibers in your brain that can reach from the moon and back. From here to the moon and back. That's how many fibers are in your brain. Right? So what artificial but, intelligence does is it takes uh-huh. all the content that exists Right, so if you look at the library, so you have all of this content that's out there that's giving right. AI uh, a, um, a perspective. But I can tell right. you that AI is going to be wrong most of the time than it's right because AI can only use the content that is programmed to use. So each AI, from what this is being said, are now starting to talk to each other. But again, when you deal with 
um, people who are burning books or saying that you can't put this kind of content out or whatever, you're not getting a true perspective of what truth looks like. So AI will never be smarter than you. You can always program another AI. Well, you can, but is that it, the concern? That because uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh huh. Go ahead. No, go. Switch it on. No, I want to understand what what your concern is with AI. Well, I, I'm saying I think that's not. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is you can put together videos like we just talked about. People go on social media and get their news. So what is to say that someone can't put a video out there using President Obama saying, you know, hey, I don't like Joe Biden? I mean, I think that's the concern more than the fact that if it's smarter than people, it's just the fact that you can put this stuff together and this this looks like real people. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so it's going to have some realistic qualities and – but – Everything that we do as a society now has to do with power and resources, right? But it doesn't have anything to do with the real world. So let's just say the grid goes down. Most people don't Mm -hmm. even know how to make a meal over an open fire. Like, we don't, you know, they have to run the store and get some charcoals and be like, where's my lighter fuel? Like, right. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, so. When it comes to technology and what's inside of technology, we still have to deal with right. our own humanity, right? right? Because even though when said, hey, Amazon is here and it's going to run everybody out of business, and then you're watching Amazon um, put out retail stores because people socialize when they grocery shop. Mm-hmm. They socialize when oh, they yeah. mall. So you, you <laughs> have a bunch of children now who, can't, who don't have any social skills because they're doing everything online. At some point, that's going to right. reverse itself. Yes. Right? So most of the college students right now, not I shouldn't say most of them, a lot of them that I've talked to have socialization issues. They don't know how to deal with each other. They were isolated because of COVID, and their technology right. will have them sit in the classroom and text or, you know, Snapchat or WhatsApp somebody right next to them opposed to going over there and talking to them. They can't start up a conversation from scratch. Right. So at some point, that's going to hit – uh, um, that's gonna we're gonna hit a brick wall in that, and they're gonna end up having uh, to deal with each other socially. Yep. I, don't, right. I don't think all is lost. I don't think all is lost because of that. You have yeah. to have some social skills. True. So the, I agree. the most successful people have always been the ones. Like I'm sure you've worked for somebody or or been in a situation. You're like, how did that person get his job? And they're like, because they know somebody's cousin. Like they, it wasn't because they were smart and they moved to somebody's food chain. They moved because they have good relationships. So most there of the time go. when I'm speaking, yeah, most of the time when I'm speaking to students, I tell them that your main job, even in college, is to get a uh-huh. little piece of paper. You don't have to be really right or wrong because nobody cares. You don't know if your doctor got an A or a D, right? You don't know what his grades right. were. Right. You just know that he That's has a true. piece of paper. So at the same time, you go – I know most of the time when I'm speaking at colleges, I do really run a disclaimer and say I'm going to kind of break the norms of everything that you're learning in school. But but this is true. But I love that. You can, I love that. Yeah, because you can figure this stuff out later. It's just that you are in school to figure out your critical thinking skills. 
knowing what to take literal, what to infer, and what to evaluate, and how to do that. That's your only job while you're there. But you're not there to be smart. And it and it was Carter yeah. G. Woodson, the who we credit as the father of Black History Month, who was the created Black History Week, who said there's two educations. Yeah. There's one that somebody else gives you and one that you give yourself, but the one that you give yourself is longer lasting and more important. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what Dr. Yeah. Woodson said. Cool. But it's true. As long as you figure out how to get correct information, then you'll learn more out of school than you've ever learned in school. Yeah. When you're in school, that's you, interesting. you have to regurgitate what your teacher gave you or they're going to fail you. So, right. so if you if your teacher, I had a really racist piano teacher who told me that um, black people don't learn as fast as white people. So he gave me an extra two oh, weeks wow. to learn like five songs. And I did not study until the I didn't tell anybody, right? Like, so that was my procrastination. Right. I didn't tell anybody that he uh, said that to me. And oh, it was man. the day of my, that I had to go in, that I signed out um, one of the practice rooms for an hour. And I played each song twice, went in and played them uh-huh. clean through. And he said, see what that extra time did for you, is what that white man said to me. Oh, wow. And so it was my, it was my lesson to learn. My lesson was, you are never to um, be worried about someone else's expectations of you. And I never right. told that story. Oh, wow. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't say anything. I wow. just got, you know, an A in that class and just kept it moving. But that didn't mean that that man wouldn't have held me down. But he thought he, he may have thought he was doing a good thing. But his theory was black people don't learn as fast as white people. And it was the complete opposite because I learned it an hour before that talk on class. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we have to That's we have to look at the world. Yeah. But but from your kids not telling you that when they go to school and they're dealing with all of these other pressures and socialization issues, you're learning a lot about yourself more than you're learning right. what someone else is teaching you. So the trick in life is to always know that it's those people who have not gone to school that can be a thousand percent smarter than you. Because life, right. the, your wisdom comes with age. You can be smart as you want to, but wisdom is your critical thinking skills. I don't know. I didn't mean wow. to do an educational program today, and that would not be Jerome's <laughs> lecture of the week. But Yeah, two quick, well, a couple quick news stories. The FDA did approve uh, what's called, I guess it's, it's a birth control pill that they're going to sell over-the-counter called the O-Pill, and they're expected okay. to um, approve that this week. It's been um, passed through the process for approval. There's another FDA drug to ward off um, hot flashes for menopause associated. It's uh, um, <laughs> okay. a drug for a non-hormonal drug that's used for hot flashes. That's happening. And then 76 counties across America do not have a single grocery store. That's oh, wow. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, food wow, desert, right? Yes, Damn. and <laughs> I know, I know. Um, you know, we're going to skip the Robert De Niro thing because we just missed that one. And <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you can get in in two minutes because in two minutes and everything goes blank. But I used to live in a desert like that. I had to yeah, run so I used to live in one. Eight quick stories um, before that, but see your new, oh, gives a new meaning right. to your two minutes or less. 
But one for LES. <laughs> now, Americans now spend more um, money on legal weed than chocolate. So oh, there you go for marijuana dispensers. Chopped $30 billion last year. <laughs> so more than chocolate. There you go. Huh? Thank there you very is. much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike Drop. Good night, man. It's been a pleasure to share this hour with you, my brother. And uh, we got to do this again soon. We have to get rid. You know, see, every now and then, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not Mistelli ass man, but I'm not that bad, dude. So sometimes maybe we can roll. Man, I I gotta admit, I contributed to that to that weed deal. (laughs) Oh, then here come this clown. (laughs) Wow. I do have to bring him back up. So here we go. Yeah. Weed is more popular yeah. than chocolate. So, hey, instead of yeah. Charlie in the chocolate factory, <laughs> we, can, we can do something in the weed factory. Let's get oh, working on that gosh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. It's a wrap. So, uh, man, I thank you for allowing me to hang with your brother. And uh, you guys, man, this is good, man. Thank you for letting me, let me sit in for you too, Mr. Elias. I had a good time. Hey, we'll be there. All right, fellas. I guess we'll check in, right, check in again next week. <laughs> there you go. Folks, take care. Have a good one.